If you're listening to this for the first time, uh, my name is Michael Schicciano. I am a former slash currently on hiatus cast member of the Dice Funk main series and DM of this, which we'll basically call a spinoff series, is the best way to describe it, um, for the Dice Funk universe called Shardpoint Academy. I'm joined by a mixture of of veteran players and some fresh faces and for the veteran players i'll just kind of mark them off we got of course austin yorsky do i talk now or are you still um, talking you you, you, you can still you can talk now <laughs> okay i'm austin yorsky you know who I, you know who the fuck i am if you're on this uh podcast feed probably i'm the person who runs the main show um yeah austin yorsky on social media if you want to find me patreon.com slash austin yorsky plugs i'm setting a precedent to plug when he introduces you yep uh this is the the one shot kind of zone we're in now you've entered the one shot zone i'm austin yorsky what up Mm -hmm. uh the other veteran we have in here is uh johnny maloney who is going to be reprising his role as scoops go ahead johnny and introduce yourself to anyone who might not remember you Okay. All right. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm, I'm Johnny Maloney. Um, you may recognize me from the first and second season of uh, Seasons of Dice Funk, which I uh, dungeon mastered and then played Drop Goodwood, the world's saddest punch boy. Um, also host of the lapsed um, podcast that I used to run with Austin, Word Funk. Um, I return today to dazzle you with even more obscure slang from the 1930s. Good. Spoken in a uh, Newport Beach accent. I I I like that specific accent there. So great. Um, Joining us, we have uh, two friends of mine that I'm happy to introduce to the fan base. Some of these might be familiar voices to you all, but I'll go ahead and start with uh, you, Tom. Go ahead and introduce us to you and maybe a little bit about your character. Okay, sure. Uh, I'm Tom. He's an evil genius white, and I'm not actually an evil genius. I just play one on the internet. Um, I do the web series Weird Video Games, where I find weird video games and I make fun of them. And uh, I also do RPGs on the tabletop uh, podcast Terrible Warriors. I'm playing a gnome who has probably like a dozen different names, but mostly goes by Fizzle and Trink, and last name Mudgrove. And... I don't know if I want to really reveal too much about my character yet. He's very close to the chest. Sure, so. that's fine. We'll get to that at that point. But um, where can people find you online, uh, Tom? Uh, just go on YouTube. Look for Weird Video Games. I'll be the first one. You can go to heisanevilgenius.com, which I haven't updated in like years, but uh, I'll get around to it. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm kind of in the same boat for my website, too. <laughs> and uh, the last player joining us for the time being uh mike go ahead and take it away hi everyone i'm big mike from d20 live you may have seen me from that one time skitch posted a link of him playing a game at magfest of starcraft yep i was the unfortunate game master that almost did a spit take now i'm going to stop talking like a radio announcer because i realize this is really fucking pretentious out the gate <laughs> Uh, but you can catch me at youtube.com slash d20 live and twitch.tv slash d20 live, um, as well as at d20 live and at big mike d20. Should you be curious about me shitposting? <laughs> also, make it running tabletop games. Yes. So we got a bunch of tabletop sort of aficionados and veterans going on here. So this is going to be a very uh, fun time. <clears throat> so I, I like that I could swear and no one yelled at me for it. That was nice. This is going to be a fun show. If you, have, if you have not listened to the Dice Funk Made series, I think Austin could give you a primer on the type of content that uh, the, uh, I guess, what is the best term to describe the fan base, Austin? Um, 
horny. Yes, that's the most succinct <laughs> term for it. You're, you are not wrong. <laughs> they, they are, that, that is that is a accurate term for them. Uh, and I'm looking forward to girl fan art of my character. <laughs> <laughs> Rule sixty three. What a majestic beast! If you're asking for it, it will happen. I'm just gonna say it. Austin's gonna keep this in the recording, so it just happens. Okay. So cool. If we're asking for things, can the fan artists come over to D20 Live and do fan art for us? Also, can you wash my boat? <laughs> in any case, but but I'll wash your boat now. Now now, speaking of fan related things, we do have we do have thing we do need to give them fodder to work with, and we do need to provide some context for all this stuff that happened. So let's let's pull aside the curtain and return um, to the now at least somewhat familiar Shardpoint Academy itself. When we last left Shardpoint Academy, we got to see a little of the Academy itself, as well as some of the uh, unique individuals that live and work on its campus. Uh, Today, we'll continue to see some more of the Academy. It's been about a week or so after the grand audit, which thankfully went by with little issue, and things have been able to settle back to business as usual. Well, as usual for a cosmopolitan Academy of inexplicable scope can be but you know the audit went smoothly because there are some things i can report <laughs> uh at least according to everything that went through the audit did go smoothly the main uh, the main bits of loose ends that were tied up were mainly addressed in the last session that we had so it seems that another job is going to be asked of some of the faculty of the students at the academy so let's pull back the curtains and see what happens to start, we have our four, well, basically our four focal characters for today. We have uh, Pelether uh, Scoops. Uh, hey, what do you know, Jack? Where are you to at this today? Just, it is a regular day of classes and otherwise, but where are you? I'm, I'm breezing in the back of the classroom, you know, taking it which, easy. Which class, though? Which class are you in? Um, let's say sociology. No, no. Nah, politics. <laughs> okay, politics. Got it. <laughs> Diplomacy. So, my, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's 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 just see how good of a class this is. I'm gonna roll something to see how good the class is right now. I did not have a plan. That'd be an interesting class right now. Now that religion is gone. <laughs> well, religion still exists because people still gonna believe right. in things. It's just that the gods are dead. That's the big thing that was established last time. All the gods are dead. All I'm trying to say, all I'm trying to say is that there are people <laughs> at Shardpoint Academy who seem to think that Scoops could use a little bit more subtlety in the way he conducts himself. First roll. First roll of the sesh. First roll of the session to establish how good of a lecture you're dealing with, and that's a big that's a big one. Yeah. Uh like it like so. That bas- sounds that sounds about right. So so listen, um the lecture is as as bad as you are making it sound like it is. Um, I'm not going to enact parts of it because that would probably invoke parts of Reddit I do not want to reference right now. Um, but anyways, the the instructor is going off on some uh, inane tangent yet again that's overly pedantic. Even for someone like you, Scoops, it's overly pedantic. And what happens is that uh, while you're sitting at your desk, all of a sudden you notice something basically climbing up onto your desks, uh, the top of your desk. Is it me? 
No. Am I, am I alarmed <laughs> by this? Was this like... Uh, no, because what you see is something familiar to you. Is it a, is it a, is it a weasel? Uh, is a weasel, which, by the way, I'm going to add this because this is a point that was brought up by some other friend, is a weasel that is now donning like a, a little vest that was sort of made specially for it. <laughs> Ooh, a dapper weasel. Aww. It is now indeed a dapper weasel. And it sort of has like a little like sling on, over its back. It reaches around, kind of pulls out a little scroll, sets it in front of you, and then hops off the desk and works its way out of the room before the instructor notices anything. I, I quietly whisper, thanks, Daddy-O, and uh, pick up the scroll. Um, you open the scroll, and it just says simply on there, Scoops, come to my office now. And underneath is signed, Orin Wait. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm going to hop my little halfling ass out of my desk. I'm going to wave the, the paper at the professor and say, Got a slide, Mac! Busy time! <laughs> And uh, make my way to the exit. Uh, I'm pr- I'm sure the instructor is going to try to rebuke you for it, but by that time you've uh, whatever whatever 1930s idiom you want to impose and got out of there like a like a tree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Shit. Damn. <laughs> got out of there like a tree. Uh, so that is sort of what happens to you, um, Sophia and Gregor. Uh, what are you two doing? I'm chasing the weasel through the hallway. Um, what do I roll? <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So, uh, if you want to try to chase it, uh, I want you to roll me athletics. Uh, also a one first two rolls of the session. Mine's not a botch. It's a two, but minus one. Yeah. Uh, so, so like you're, here's the thing. You are just not able to quite catch up to it, but because of your inherent speed, you're at least not able to lose sight of it. But what happens is you see it sort of like bounding through the hallway a bit rounding a corner and then another corner and then all of a sudden you see it come up to a come up to a door and it will sort of just tap at it a bit which will then prompt me to ask hey gregor uh roll me a perception check yes well do i have to make a perception check because i have a passive perception of 19 Oh, that's right, right. Um, you don't need to roll a perception check in this case. So basically, you're sitting. Right. What you're sitting in your office. What are you doing in your office, by the way? I'm currently pl- punching a potted plant. Very good, <laughs> very good. Uh, I'm interrogating it. What? Wait, wait. So wait, wait. What? What do you teach again? Like, okay. So like, I teach outdoorsmanship. Oh, and survival mm-hmm. in urban and civic. And wilderness environments. This is that what it says at the top of the syllabus. That entire thing. Yes, uh, that is in fact the class's entire name. Yes. Okay. Uh, the it's... so and uh, just just for my own curiosity, well, what class are you, Gregor? I am a human barbarian, distilled and trained and produced in the Utgard region. Utgard. There's a hard T on the end of that. Very good. <laughs> Don't forget it. <laughs> As you explained to the potted plant in its final moments. Yeah. And, like, and, like, you're, you're saying no, you're saying all this to the potted plant, I take, as you're punching it. Of course, one must always practice their mimic combat. Very good. So as you do that, you hear over like over by the door, like very faint tapping, like tapping made by a small creature on your door. As of someone gently rapping? Rapping upon my chamber door. I open the door. 
just a weasel, nothing more. <laughs> yes, indeed. You <laughs> see, that's like, what I say when I open the door. Just a weasel and nothing more. <laughs> you see a weasel. I don't know. It's got a vest on. I think that's slightly more than a weasel. Yes, it is a weasel in a vest. And as you sort of look down, it 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 sort of does a little motion, pulls out a scroll from a little like satchel on its back, and sort of like stands up and offers up the scroll to you. I. I lower myself down on uh, hands and knees and just kind of stare this creature in the eye. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just look at it and I say, mm-hmm. Listen here, small one. You are very adorable, but that does not mean you contain any less good meat. I just want you to know that. <laughs> at this point, tear assing down the hallway at top yep. speed as a tabaxi who got lost chasing the weasel is now caught up and is going to fucking dive tackle both of you if you don't get out of the way. No, you see, I'm on the other side of the door frame. Well, not not for long. <laughs> well, then you're going uh, to get into a hell of a scuffle, sir. It's not my first tangle and tumble. It's, it's ma'am, it's a she. Yes, Sophia Magdalene oh, it's a she. is a, t- a tabaxi, which is an anthropomorphic. Is she is she a teacher or a uh, student? Is a, a professor of anthropology. She studies, uh, you know, different uh cultures in the wild elves goblins orcs that's how i picked up those languages and also my skill with a bow because i am an arcane archer but basically i'm just a big cat lady and i was planning to play her as kind of like cool and aloof but because i as a human austin yorsky have a let's call it a madness associated with mustelids. Uh, as soon as the weasel was introduced, the character had a psychotic break. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, like, like, like if you, if you listen to episode one of shard point, the character derailment was immediate. <laughs> so she's a, she's a smart person, a professor of uh, just a leader in her field. But when the weasel is involved, uh, nothing, nothing's off the table. Everything, nothing's true. Everything's permitted. So she's coming for it. So as she's coming for it, mm-hmm. my, ca- I, my character looks up and is just like, Behold meat, a predator. <laughs> Are you sentient, predator? Like, 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 j- like the weasel looks over at Sophia and like kind of covers his eyes with his paws. Well, this is just adorable. Now. Racing for impact. Get down, Gregor, I'm getting him. <laughs> no, you're not. It's official. We can't kill it. No, I gotta cuddle it. What do I roll to cuddle? Animal handling, one assumes. Yes, animal handling. Let's see, like, your first check last time uh, when it came to Jade with the, the weasel was animal handling, so go Sophia, ahead. Sophia, don't come into my office. There's bear traps, <laughs> which I presume will work on cats. I rolled a 12. Okay, so, so what happens is that Sophia dives and ungracefully lands on the ground and slides, but does so with the right trajectory to stop before sliding right into your office, Gregor, and... It, and uh, Sophia is able to carefully but eagerly uh, snatch the weasel and cuddle it. Mine, the precious. Oh, I see. This was not for predatory purposes. You just found it adorable. Yes. <laughs> Why are you hissing at me, Sophia? Stay away from my weasel. <laughs> I'm not doing anything to your damn weasel. Now get out of here before I use the water bottle again. <laughs> We definitely it's have like, a history. It's not, it's not in a spray bottle, by the way. I just literally have a bottle of water I huck at her. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a good twist. Uh, let's, so, if, so did you do anything with the note that you received from the weasel? I'm going to open it and then make it and then use it for survival purposes. But first I'm going to read it. The, the, note, based, the note says, um, 
the note is written, interestingly enough, in Orc. And, and, and you could read Orc. So it just says, <clears throat> Mr. Trueblade, I, I require your services and request that you meet me in my office as soon as you can. Underneath it is signed the Orin Waite Headmaster. And underneath it, P.S., bring Sophia with you. She is most certainly with you. You know, so, Sophia, we've been summoned. Okay, but you can't touch him, he's mine. I'm not going to touch the damned rodent. Uh, Sophia takes off. <laughs> we had to, we, yeah, we just immediately. That woman needs less caffeine from the break room. I'm going to close the door to my office, but before I close it, I will take my weaponry, which includes... Okay, what is your weaponry? I don't know. I need to check my character sheet. <laughs> uh, I think the two pieces of weaponry I know we have, we have one is a greatsword. Yes, I have a greatsword. A javelin? I'm, yes, my javelin. Yep. Which I use for uh, cartography. Yes. My scale mail. Mm-hmm. And you said I had a gun. Yes. Uh, you're, like, <laughs> I like the accusatory's tone. You said I had a gun. Listen, it's on you. <laughs> I, I can't be held accountable for my actions while holding said gun. Now, now the, the reason is because uh, Gregor is not just a barbarian. He's playing a homebrew barbarian from the middle finger, middle finger of Vecna called the what Path of the Mountain Man, I believe is what it's called. Yes, it is. And the one of the things it has at level three is proficiency with a hunting rifle. So I'm like, okay. If it you're has one shot in it, it has and one only sh- one shot. <laughs> We're all very ranged. So you have a gun, I have a bow, yeah. and we also talk about Scoops, who fights with like a sling. He's like a newsie. I, I have a I have a dagger and a sling. Yeah, he has a gun, but I would say that he is that a Gregor's strength is in his strength, not in his dexterity. So it's. Yes, the gun is also a melee weapon. It is effectively a great club <laughs> that might explode. I think we're going to firing line anyone who fucks at us. Yes. No, you see, I hit them over the head, and if I'm lucky enough to swing past and miss, well, there's a bonus on the end. Yep. So um, that leads one last person. So, uh, Fizzle. Uh, well, I'm almost certainly in the library, and if there's a section of the library that's cut off to students, I'm probably in there reading something I'm not supposed to read. There's, there are there are parts of the library cut off to other people, but getting into there is effectively impossible due to circumstances. So, Well, whatever is the most forbidden and still reasonably accessible to someone like me who is very good at sneaking. You're in a fucking magic school. Reasonably accessible means it's still on the same plane. I will say that you are in one of the libraries, and I would say you're trying to read over texts that are... Problematic? Judy Blue. Problematic? <laughs> Problematic. Uh, you know, you know, like, el- like warlock sort of rituals and packs and, you know... Uh, One of those history books that's just way too detailed. Yep. Uh, you know, demonic fiends and how to make deals with them, you know, stuff like that. I might even have among my stack of books a book that's written in Draconic, which I can't read, but I'm going to try somehow. Mm-hmm. So um, as you're sitting there, eventually you will see, uh, well, you either see or hear an individual approach and reach over to tap on the desk that you're sitting at. It, it, it is an Aarakocra, uh, an old one. His, you, 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 you know him as Lee, or his full name is Lee Opan. He is a very old Aarakocra librarian at a very uh, 
advanced age of 27, which is very old for Eric Kokras. Um, and he says, <clears throat> I, I have something for you. It came to my possession and to my attention from the headmaster himself. This is for you. Kind of uncrease it as much as I can so it's as straight as possible. Sure. Uh, you open it up and on there it says, uh, Mr. Fizzle Trink Mudgrove, I'm sending this your way because I am in need of someone with your skills for an important task. Please, as soon as possible, find your way to my office located below. And there's instructions on kind of where the office is in the academy. Okay. And then assigned Orin Waite, headmaster of Shardpoint Academy. Okay. Uh, Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, did Mr. Waite give this to you himself? Uh, no, he, he didn't. He had an associate deliver it. I assume that I assume that his familiar was supposed to deliver it, but it seemed to have gotten lost in transit. All right. Um, I'm, I guess I'm going to just, like, dump the... <laughs> I'm going to... Actually, no, I wouldn't do that. I'm going to put the books back exactly where they're supposed to go, and then I'm going to go over. So... Following the directions on the note, you are able to find your way to the uh, find your way to the office, which I'm almost assuming everyone else is already in at this point, given Sophia's eagerness. Mm-hmm. I'm cleaning JJJ, which is yes. the name of the weasel. I don't sneak. I don't like walk in. I'm very careful because mm-hmm. of that one time when I went through an open doorway, and there was a suspiciously high amount of spiders. <laughs> that, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. As you're sort of as you're standing, uh, basically at this point, I have um, scoops, Gregor and Sophia in the office, and seated behind the desk is a middle-aged gnome. Uh, at the on the front of the desk is a little little plaque that little says Orin Wait Headmaster on it, and Orin's just sort of looking pretty much straight at Sophia as she holds JJJ. Mm-hmm. I'm cleaning it like a mother cat, just like licking. You know, it's not weird for us. Don't judge. I I know that you're not going to want to leave here unless you have JJJ with you, Sophia. Yeah, I know he's your familiar and thus a spiritual extension of you that spies on us. But honestly, it's a fair trade because he's so freaking cute. Look at his little face. <sighs> that's that's <laughs> fine. I've, I'm prepared for it this time at least. And you, Mr. Trueblade, hopefully this is not interfering with anything important. No, no. I was practicing my mimic combat. I won. Good, good. Very good. We should only be waiting for one more person to arrive, and they should be here right about. And as he says that, uh, Fizzle, you are at the door. Okay. Oh, I hate being the last one in. Uh... Then don't be so late. Hello, Mr. Waite. Uh, can I just say that the way your library is arranged makes no sense? It seems like, in many cases, it's supposed to be alphabetical, but the Dwarven language, the way the runes are arranged, you can't really arrange them alphabetically as they are. See, this one rune... No, so it's an entirely different Dewey Decimal System. There's a open eye, closed eye, hand, sword. There's a whole puzzle last session. <laughs> There's a hockey stick, two hockey sticks kissing... Two hockey sticks <laughs> fighting with each other. Fuck, I love Canadian libraries. The uh, So, 
The fascinating thing is that they haven't even invented hockey in Dungeons and Dragons yet. I can make it. Also, as a side note, if I'm not mistaken, three of the players in this group right now are Canadian, right? I think that's uh, we outnumber yes. you. Yeah, I guess so. Yes. And so the the two Americans are both Floridian specifically, which <laughs> seems like not mathematically likely, but there you go. There you go. Yeah. We're going to apologize. Oh, no. Here. We're probably going to start a fire at somebody's lawn and not apologize for it. While, while on meth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, I would like to roll insight to kind of read the room a little bit specifically. Sure. You may go ahead and do about, so. About uh, Mr. Waite's intentions, maybe, and whether or not the weasel is comfortable with how he is being manhandled. <laughs> go for it. Go, go roll insight. Do it. Uh, oh, it's a 14. That's not too high. No, no, no. I mean, you're also level three. So, like, the, the DCs are not super high anyway. So, um, in this case, here's what you're able to discern. First, the weasel. The weasel has accepted his fate. All right. <laughs> uh, he, he knows he's not in danger. I will die. For, I will die to protect this weasel. <laughs> you know, you also see that the weasel does, in fact, have a nice little well-made little silk vest with the letters JJJ, like monogrammed on the front. Um, does the vest have a little breast pocket? Yes. And if so, is there a pocket square? Yes. In that breast pocket? Yes, there is. Is it filled with snacks? No, no. It, it's, oh, there We're going to is... have to rename this just Weasel Quest. <laughs> Listen, we have no more goals now. We just go where the weasel takes us. <laughs> but as for as for Orin, um, he has a look of sort of like concern, um, but also frustration. But uh, And as he sort of gets a read of the ruin, Orin's like, all right, very good, very good. We can, we can finally begin. So first things first. Over to you, Sophia and Scoops. I want to thank you both for your cooperation last time. Match, Big Mac. Your work was important for the uh, accreditation of this institution, as well as the acquisition of this book. And he holds up a book that is um, the what's called the Tome of Location of Significant Magical Items and Artifacts. You'll never guess what it's about. Porn. Yes. No, he guessed it in one. Yeah, you're like like very good. So it's it's that high perception. Thank you. Very good. So um, I didn't survive in the wild with nothing but a butter knife and spite <laughs> just to be wrong about the contents of books. <laughs> you can learn a lot about a culture by their porn. Um Orin just sort of like brushes it off like whatever. He he <laughs> he's he's read he's read Gregor's like uh he's read his uh, I guess what what is what is the equivalent of LinkedIn for this camp for this world? Um, <laughs> it would be like a resume or something, but he would have just been Gregor coming in with bodies he's killed, and and then also read read the the stack of students' uh, comments slash complaints, mm-hmm. and the complaints basically amount to goes on weird tangents that take up the entire lecture. However, the tangents are very fascinating, and even though I didn't learn what I wanted to learn, I still left the class happy. I learned something. Question mark? I think I think LinkedIn would still be called LinkedIn, but it mm-hmm. would be like an actual like chainmail. Yeah, yeah, chainmail LinkedIn, or like like a really big chain hanging above an office, and you just chisel your things into it in like a huge link, and then when the giants attack, you use it to trip them. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> okay, Mister Exposition, what up, dog? All right. So yes. Um, 
I was browsing through, and I came across one item that was of particular interest to me. And he sets down the book, flips it to a particular page, and then turns it to show it to the rest of you. And on it is a page um, that has on the top uh, what looks to be the words es Esprit Blade. Um, it is written um, in this sort of uh, S E S P R I T Blade. So it's a spirit blade with an E on it. <laughs> it's it's a sprite blade with the E at the beginning instead. Of it's the so tangy and zesty. A sprite like a fairy. It has hot jalapeno flavor. I think you guys are missing the fact that in the 1980s, the sprite was actually a very popular athletic gear. So obviously, this is some kind of fashion blade. I've already made up my mind. I'm going to call it the sprite blade, and then I'm going to keep referencing the the soda sprite. So sorry if you had another joke you wanted to do. That's fine. What's what is the significance <laughs> of this spirit blade with an E on it? It, uh, well, it, it would be sprit with an E on it if you want it to be that way, but... I have literally had the gentlest response out of anyone in this office to the naming of this blade. You should take your victory while you've got it, sir. <laughs> I Listen, I was not the one who named this blade. That's just the name it had. Then you have the a chance to revise it. This is an institution of education. This is a doc... This is a book... This is the book that just documents things, sir. It's a hyphen. In any case. It's a hyphen. You can do it. I believe in you. You're the headmaster. <laughs> Doctor History. Whitewash it. Do it. I haven't even gotten done describing what the page has you on me, it. Skits, a... You knew what this fucking Pandora's box was. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 on the page you see a drawing of what looks to be a longsword, it is a little ornate in design. Um, if, but the more notable things on the page opposing from, on the opposite page on the same sort of uh, spread, is sort of a map that draws itself, showing a region of the world, and then a marking appearing in red ink on the page. Ah, uh, I see the E is for long. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> This, this is the nature of this particular tome and why I'm trying to make sure that as few people know about it as possible. Because not only does it document these different items that exist, it also tells you where they've last been active. Uh, up until this point, I've just been casting various prestidigitations to keep myself amused with various glowing things, but now I'm kind of intrigued and so i'm poofing it out of existence and leaning forward active huh yes what does this uh malarkey blade do no it's an e-spirit blade it's not a sprite blade anymore it's the e-sports blade i've changed my mind <laughs> <laughs> Justin, are you just gonna hop jokes yeah i'm sorry about who like i a, am like a, like a like a fucking insta girl come on man is that a thing pick it pick it and marry it man no i mean you said active so Presumably, this thing does more than just slice and dice. Ah, uh, as far as I can tell, this is active as of about two to three days ago, and that's and that and the reason why I'm a little curious about that is because I knew who carried this blade last. Yes, that we need to know what the East Spirit Blade does. Is this a good blade, a bad blade, or a neutral? I still blade? want to know what it does. <laughs> well, Esprit. <laughs> refers to the wit. So it is it is said that whoever wields it and uses it in fight has 
a has a chance to witty banter and brash commentary about their foes while slinging it about. Ah, you fight like a cow. So lacking any benefits at all? Obviously, sir. You've never you've never been to Melee Island. I have once. You see, I parked a tent there when I got lost on a bad bender. <laughs> and they all tried very hard to make fun of me. But you can't really make a fun witticism <laughs> when a man is punching you in the face and saying, I can't understand you. I'm too drunk. <laughs> and hungover. Anyways, um, Orm will say, I'm, I was friends with the person who last wielded that blade, uh, Riley. Um, and... I don't know why they would be in this area. So, so are we saving the person or the blade? Potentially both, as far as I can tell. <laughs> There's going to be a choice, Raph, to make. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> the priority is the blade? The, or the person? The priority is figure out wh- where the blade is. If who ha- We know that. That's what this fucking book is for. <laughs> That's where the blade was last active, not where it is currently mm-hmm. have you seen have you seen the ratio of smarm used by people this office has been going at it for like 10 <laughs> <Yeah>. minutes <laughs> listen chief at the rate we're going this adventure is gonna be like two and a half minutes so <laughs> just like re- realistically the second this blade is in our hands it's gonna be like a gps active ping right oh, which th- which will then allow me to know to contact you to bring it back if that is the situation but mm-hmm. for the time being it's what i'm asking you to do is to find out where it is, find out who has it. If it's Riley, no big deal. If it's someone else, I would like for you to recover it and bring it here. I'm in. Do they need to be alive? Preferably, <laughs> bo- dead bodies might be a bad thing if it gets traced back to the school. <laughs> a real survivalist never needs a- leaves a body. That's just parts you're not using. Oh, I'm going to act like I did not hear that by, by, by hey, obligation. you can get... Listen to me! Listen to me! Listen to me. This reminds me of the time I was beneath the underwater depths and needed to make myself an aquatic device so that I would not drown. And then, lo, a passing merfolk. <laughs> Thankfully, the merfolk are inherently assholes, and they were already trying to kill me. <laughs> but that didn't stop me from stripping off my clothing to confuse them, also to give myself better swimming ability. And then I realized that in the water, you can poop and it'll just go in a weird way, which can use the merfolk even further. I walk out of the room. I walk out of the room. <laughs> How are we getting there quickly? Well, the fortunately, the location that you're given is a port, is a is a coastal city called Westport, which is honestly is it in the west? Even by, f- well, you are you. This place is located. In the western region of the continent that it's on, it's in a. Um, there is a country called Lion Hill, which is the western part of the continent. To the east is a desert country, uh, basically called what Valentine, the Valentine Desert. I think is what it's called, Austin, right? Mm-hmm. And um, where you are towards the west in a canyon system, um, and so if you were to follow the canyon north, it will drop you off towards closer to where the coast is. And you follow on the coast, you could get to Westport in about. A day's travel pretty easily by foot. Well, let's see. So let me look over what I have. Uh, well, I have Keltrops, so I have sure. that. Oh yeah, I mean you got. I know you're pretty kitted out. Uh, yeah, we haven't really engaged with Fizzle Trink Mudgrove very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was gonna say like that's what the next section I was planning on having basically is like you have this day to travel from the school 
over to Westport to begin your search for this uh, eSport blade or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. The eSports blade. <laughs> it competes at Dota, but it's a real passion of StarCraft. Yeah, mm -hmm. StarCraft 2, as I recall. It has strong opinions on StarCraft 2, specifically Heart of the Swarm. Anyway, so Fizzle, <laughs> tell me about yourself. I see you're a gnome. Are you shady like the one who just gave us this job, or are you like a different kind of gnome? Uh, Trink, please. Uh, only my father calls me Fizzle, and I'm reasonably sure you're not my father. Hey, you never know. Uh, if anyone <laughs> in this... If anyone in this room is possibly my father, it would be Ornwait because he's also a gnome, which I don't think is likely, but... And I, I kind of stare at him suspiciously. Oh, are, I'm sorry, are you the genetist? Are you the genetics professor? Scoop, Scoops is furiously scribbling in a notebook, mm -hmm. kind of like head down, periodically looking up and eyes kind of like darting left and right. I'm rolling insight because I want to know what Sophia is getting at. Partially it's just get to, getting to know you because I don't really know you. You're just a random student at the, uh, the academy. But also, specifically, why did he send you? Because... He sent two teachers who are like, you know, authoritative and good in combat. And he sent scoops because you're the person who knows how to do stuff. You solve the puzzle. He just he just wants me out of the school. <laughs> that too. But yeah, like, what's up with you? Are you good at something? You just look like a little gnome. I don't you don't, don't appear to be <laughs> extremely useful on first glance, although I've seen your character sheet. So that's that's awfully presumptuous. Apparently mm. gnomes can't do things. This is not a race thing. It's just, you're small. Now look, the, both the teachers, Gregor and I, are are medium humanoids, and both the students, Trink and Scoops, are tiny. You shouldn't underestimate the value of the small. You can get into places that are not conventionally easy to get into. For example, while battling a giant one time, <laughs> okay. I found it incredibly easy to climb up it. Well. Accidentally, you see, because I assumed I was climbing a tree when in fact I was climbing its leg. So if we find something giant guarding the sword, we're going to stick fizzle and scoops up its nose. If you want to put them there, there's better places to stick them where they will be incredibly effective. <laughs> scoops, while he's like writing in his notebook, sort of like mumbles quietly. Yeah, I wish it was easier to get out of this conversation. <laughs> okay. Uh, I love you, Scoops. Platonically, I'm your I'm your teacher. Don't write that. Don't write that down. Don't write. I'll knock that out of your hand. Come back here. So, uh, so Trink. So, uh, do you have any inclination about why you might have been chosen to go along with this little excursion here, or do you want me to fill in what might be the case? Well, I think my uh, I think my track record speaks for itself. Well, no one knows your track record. That's that, the thing. That is that is really the chief. You're problem. good at it, dude. That's why we don't know. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure why I must why I need to explain myself to you to uh, the folks that are traveling with me. They're not the ones who picked me. Scoops Scoops turns around and and and, and looks at uh, uh, Trink and says, "Listen, pal, if you and I are going to be in a dust up, I need to know that I can count on you. So do us a favor and just spill the beans a bit." Uh, okay, well, where do I begin? I'm I'm good at seeking into things, apparently, <laughs> which uh, the good professor already filled you in on. Um, I'm very small. I can get into things. I'm very good at getting access to places I'm not supposed to get access to. I'm good at stabbing things. Now that is a skill I can get behind. Crime, 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 crime. I can cast spells, and I'm going to... <laughs> Use mage hand to snatch something off him to demonstrate. 
All right, I, I, you know, I'm holding my I'm holding my pen and notepad, like you know, right in front of me. Right. Um, one of one of one of Scoops's things is that he feels like the guide to the realm is a little outdated and it needs to be rewritten. So right. Um, I want to snatch something from Sophia though, since she's the one grilling me. <laughs> With that, you can attempt to use your mage hand to do a sleight of hand check to try to retrieve an item. Off of another creature. Yeah, my th the thing that's very stealable for me is my arrows. I'm an arcane ar archer, so I got a quiver full of them. Feel free to steal. Uh, 14. My passive perception's 11, so yeah, you got me. Yeah, so so basically, Sophia, you're like standing there talking to uh, Trink, and then all of a sudden you see like one of your arrows uh, just kind of like settle into his hand. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got the professor of surviving, the professor of talking to people, the the student who records everything, and the student who sneaks around and steals stuff. That sounds like a good team. Maybe the guy in charge actually does know what he's doing. Oh, I'll, okay, now I'm going to cast Minor Illusion to make it look like the arrow is back in your uh, quiver and not in my hand. Yeah, no, you, you've dazzled me. I shoot arrows and I yell at weasels. I don't have any magic, <laughs> really, besides my special Speaking arrows. of which, as a point of notice, um, <laughs> the weasel's still with Sophia. I'm, I'm just making that make sure everyone's <laughs> kind of clear about this. Um, in fact, at, like, at, as, like, as you try to do that illusion, the weasel, is who's currently in the quiver, interacts with the um, phantom arrow in there which breaks the illusion which causes the arrow to just disappear in your hand and then reappear in your hand in front of Sophia. Scoops grins, pushes the brim of his hat up with his pencil and says fancy dancy. I like it. Oh wait, did I bring did I bring travel meets of any kind? Sure. You you have travel meets. No, no, know. let's say no, it'll be funnier. All right, fine. <laughs> We gotta go to an, uh, a ye old Arby's to get the travel meats. Roll to find out if there are travel meats. No, 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 no. <laughs> I just like literally. You just see Gregor just patting himself, being, like, "I'll be right back," and he literally just walks off the path and into the trees. And twenty minutes later, he comes with like a bear skin <laughs> on his shoulders. He just kind of comes. A very wet bear skin. <laughs> yeah, a very wet bear skin, covered in leaves, and he's just holding like a new a bag of meat it's just all right i'm ready we're good i would like for you to roll a survival somehow... i would like for you to roll a survival check to determine meat check the efficacy of your meat yeah your meat acquisition here i like how i didn't have to roll it because i knew exactly where this was going <laughs> okay okay this is either gonna be great or it's gonna be terrible yep please be great that's pretty good yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean, so like that's here's a the thing. decent meat check. Yeah, <laughs> like, you get, like 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 that was. So what was that result? What was the result you rolled? Uh, fifteen total. Uh, to to go into the woods, literally come right back out because the group is walking at a certain pace. Somehow I walked into the woods, walked right back out to meet them as if I'd kept their pace the entire time, with meat and just leaves in my hair. It was a drive-by meat in there. Yeah. <laughs> so so you see like you see so if you had any question about this person's acumen in survivalism uh this was a pretty good demonstration that he has skills in that respect in fairness bears are pretty easy to track <laughs> they big i'm gonna i'm gonna go one further though and <laughs> and like I'll, I'll bet that the meat that he's carrying is not bear <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to know anymore no, i just i just mean that it would be absolutely fantastic if you come back with a wet bear skin and like a bag full of turkey <laughs> oh, I see. Yes. Okay. That's that would be funnier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The so I, I take it from this point, nothing 
else notably happens unless anyone else wants to have a character moment uh, before we get he, to the town? He just killed an orc shaman and took his bear skin <laughs> and his meat. <laughs> I would say that at this point it is probably late afternoon by the time you're arriving to the town of Westport. Um, it is a fairly bustling uh, port city, obviously. And as you reach in there, it's later afternoon, so things are active about the town. So the main information that you have on the way in is that this town as a whole was sort of the last location that the that the uh, Esprit Blade was noted. Um, if you wanted to discern a more specific location based on what the map was earlier, uh, I can grant you anyone an investigation check effectively, or um, if you have cartographer tools proficiency, you could use that to... Uh, as proficiency with um, intelligence to try to discern a more specific location. Wow, son of a bitch! I got a nineteenth. All right, so we got we got a fifteen from Sophia, a seventeen from Trink, an eight from Scoops, a nineteen from Gregor. So that sounds like three successes out of four. So between a lot of you, um, effectively, and I got well, I lost in a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, well, well, basically, this is more of like you sort of pull out like a sketch of the map of the area and using sort of like a little bit of cross-referencing of landmarks, you're able to sort of locate a particular set of buildings that you could probably go to for where the blade was last active. We go to that building. Mm -hmm. What kind of building is it? Is it an outhouse? So you got lost in a bathroom because I'm looking for a bathroom. <laughs> We've been walking all afternoon. I feel very dirty. I would like to have a wash. You have prestidigitation. You can clean yourself instantly with no effort. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not the same. Fine. Lick yourself like a normal person. Yes, exactly. Look, some of us, Austin, want to use bath bombs. <laughs> Calgon, take me away! <laughs> so, uh... So 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 with that like tri that like triangulation, you know, um, you're using your Gregor positioning system. You're able to find. Yes, thank you. That was good. Uh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, uh, you're able to locate a building. It's a the best way to describe it is it's a smallish house that looks um, abandoned. Is the best term for it. Um, that's best being generous. Finders keepers. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. There's a surefire way to determine whether a house is occupied, abandoned, or a mimic. Um. Uh huh. Actually, I have my cat familiar. I can send him in to take a look and then come back and report to me. Okay. First and foremost, first and foremost, what is your familiar's name? Yeah, you just fucking buried the lead on me, dude. His name is Noodles. He's a cat. Noodles. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. Uh. I, I just wanted to say that I'm I'm really excited for this Dungeons and Dragons podcast to become a buy it flip it podcast set mm -hmm. in a Dungeons and Dragons lore where we travel around the countryside and buy dilapidated houses and then renovate them and then sell <laughs> them for tidy profit. I knew I should have been a law professor because I'd be like, okay, so adverse possession means if we go onto this land and we stay here for a certain amount of time, it technically becomes ours. I'm just explaining this. <laughs> technically speaking, isn't that what all adventurers do is buy and flip merchandise? More or less. 
All they don't um, really. I don't. Not a lot of buying <laughs> in the role playing games that I play. More like you know, well, steal, pillaging, murder, looting. Really, we should just be flipping these ancient shrines of the lich. We know there's nothing evil left in it. What's this social commentary on my D and D show? Get out of here. <laughs> You know what? Maybe I'm coming up with an idea for my D20 Live show, which you should follow at youtube.com slash D20 Live and twitch.tv slash D20 Live. Man, if only there was a good way to advertise that. I, I want to send noodles into the house. Okay. He's a cat. People do not suspect the cat. Okay. Um, <laughs> go ahead and roll in uh, rolling in there. Do you do anything special with noodles or do you are just going to have noodles? No, like I just want him to go scout out, make sure, uh, you know, see if there's any one or anything dangerous inside and report back. Skitch, can I can I investigate the like the exterior of the house? Just like give it a walk around sure, and see if sure. there's anything you, you know. Uh, Austin, what are we gonna ask too? I would say as soon as you summon a cat, I think my cat is going. I mean, I'm a cat. I'm gonna react to that. But go ahead and make your rolls before I do that. That's a that's a twenty two on investigation roll right there. The uh, cat doesn't see a whole lot. I'm guessing because I rolled an eight. It's a cat. It has keen <laughs> smell. It has advantage on checks that rely on oh, smell. Right, right. So go I ahead and make that roll with advantage. Oh, that's a 20 for the second roll. So that's also more important because here's the thing that Noodles... Oh, and last question. Is Noodles Celestial, Fae, or Fiend? Oh, I don't know if I decide that. Uh, you, you have to. All that, cats are fiends. All cats are fiends. You know this. <laughs> uh, I'd say Fae. JJJ will like just pat on your head like with both of his paws. Meanwhile, Sophia. Yeah. I mean, as soon as you summon a cat, Sophia uh, bristles a little bit. and she, She's just like... Oh, is that how it is? I see. We brought another cat. Well, I don't feel that. I don't feel that niche. Is that what this is about? Uh, JJJ attempts to comfort you. Uh, should, should JJJ roll animal handling on you? <laughs> yes, handle me. <laughs> I need to be handled. Well, wait, 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 wait. I, I'm just going to make a point here. Roll it. Just... <laughs> let's see here. It actually has a bonus to the check, by the way. Uh, what? All right, let's see here. This is the uh... so is the weasel legitimately rolling handle person? <laughs> Seventeen. Mm-hmm. That is a that is a comforting weasel. So 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 basically, like the like the this weasel like pokes out from the uh, uh, from the quiver on the back of Sophia, just sort of like pats at her head. Okay, close with pause. I don't start shit with the other cat. <laughs> All right. So now, what Noodles discerns from inside the building is something very important. Um, it doesn't smell anyone. It doesn't smell the presence of any person in the building. So it is a construct or a mimic. So anyways, outside, <laughs> outside, what um, Scoops is able to determine is that this place was abandoned, was basically like recently used, but like it was abandoned in such a way where like a window was left open. The door wasn't locked. It's like someone left in a hurry mm-hmm. for some reason. Now, just like just asking a question, does it uh-huh. does it sh- does the recent use show signs of like somebody having like lived in the house for a long time or like squatters or something? It you looks know, like, like someone it, it looks like someone actually lived here. Like it's not an impressive house. It's a very basic house. In fact, it amounts to like two rooms mm-hmm. and like a area for like a kitchen and then in the back there's an outhouse for those that care about outhouses there is one in the back but the point is sometimes you need to hide a body i mean <laughs> <laughs> but like it's it's still like furnished and things like that so like it the furniture doesn't match at all mm-hmm. it's like the person either doesn't af- can't 
afford good furnishing or they didn't purchase it and they just got it through other means. Right. So that would be the best you can kind of discern from your investigation check. And again, uh, Trink, what you got from Noodles is that there's no one that it can smell that's in the establishment. It smells like someone might have been here, but it doesn't smell like anyone is here right now. Okay. Uh, I think we're safe to go in. We might still want to keep an eye open in case there's traps or anything. Yeah, let's check it out. So Scoops walks up to the front door. Uh-huh. And the door's the door's actually just open. The, okay, all right. Then Scoops <laughs> just kind of proudly strides inside. And that is how we lost Scoops. <laughs> roll roll a reflex saving uh oh! for Scoops. Ooh. Goodbye, Scoops. Oh, natural one. With a with a bonus of plus five, the final result is six. If that six was high enough to pass the DC, nothing would happen. But in this it's case, not. it wasn't. It's not. <laughs> no, the DC was 10. Basically, it's you not paying attention and tripping over noodles on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, this is a one cat party. Any more cats and there's too many cooks. I'm telling you, we got to get rid of it. And, 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 and like, that doesn't hurt noodles, obviously, but like you trip over and like land face down on the floor. I, I, look, I look like a stone cold idiot. Good news, way. there's no trap. <laughs> yeah. Scoops face down on the floor, raises his hand and says, "It's safe to come in." I, I I walk in and just pat Scoops gently on the head and say, "Well done. Give yourself a D. You didn't fail. It's okay." Uh. While you're down there, Scoops, go ahead and roll a perception check for me while you're... 11. You know, you don't see anything really distinct along the floor, um, with the exception of just, like, uh, maybe, like, a scrap of cloth here or there uh, underneath the the easy chairs that are in this space. It's not really easy chairs, it's just, like, sitting, like, just standard chairs in this sort of common room of this, this sort of, like, multi-purpose dining slash living slash studio apartment-esque sort of space. Right. For anyone else who wants to sort of kind of case over the joint, um, if you want to just see details, um, perception, if you want to try to uh, discern what might have happened here, uh, investigation. Oh, I botched. Uh, Did a big botch. Sophie, so, <laughs> Sophia is, Sophia is both too frustrated at noodles and too distracted by... Uh, JJJ to do anything. You get, you get lost in the bathroom, in other words. I, I was saying, I get down on my hands and knees, or like right up in the cat's face, like I lock eyes with it. And I'm like, you think you're hot shit? Huh? <laughs> you think you're going to replace me on this team? I, I, I rolled investigation and I got a 14. <laughs> okay. Um, Gregor, what are you, how are you approaching looking through this room? I was taking a moment to think. You see, there's already one trap in the room, so there might be more. That's what the bear's pelt is for. So I huck it into the room. Okay. Um, <laughs> give, throw, throw, give me a strength. Give me a strength check as you throw it in the room. Eighteen. Sure. Um, I eat the. You throw thing. the bearskin in the room. Um, what you do is you hit one of the chairs and just like knock it over, and it just splinters as it hits the ground due to the force of that bearskin hitting it. You've done it. Take uh, that chair. <laughs> then I'll come in and use my uh, passive perception to see if I can find the sword. 
Uh, sure. Uh, roll perception for me anyway, just to see if you beat your passive. <laughs> I like go to this house, look for the sword. We spend 20 minutes beating the house up, and then we go, all right, fine, I'll look for the sword. <laughs> look, I'm lying on the floor, okay? So uh, 11, my passive is way better. Yep, you're, you're passive with your passive 19 perception, Gregor. What you notice in the area is that on the chair that you knocked over, there is sort of like a patch of cloth on the floor. And on there is sort of like a little... But well, looks to be like a little design of sorts on the cloth. I examine the cloth. Um, it looks like a shark fin. The sharks have the sword. Uh-oh. Well, let's remove the cloth and see if there's anything underneath it. Nothing underneath it. It looks like it like was torn off at some point. Oh, so it's not like a it's not like a throne rug. This is actually like a fabric of someone's cloak or some shit. It's like it's like a piece of somebody's like shirt that was torn off. Does anyone know what a shark's fin means? I'm not hip to slang. Sorry, did I find any? Did I find anything out from my investigation? Um, in your reading of books in the library, mm-hmm. um, you came across basically like records of various um, criminal organizations, and one of them, which is actually regional, um, is a is a bandit group that seems to operate along the coast as a whole, and their name is the Shark Fins, with their sort of calling being that little shark sort of icon. Oh, so they're not actually fish people. That's just their gang name. Yes. It's time we go beat up some youths. I love to beat up youths. Youths. <laughs> All right, Scoops is finally going to pick himself up off the floor. <laughs> He's just the whole time down there. Just like just eating humble pie, face down, tripped over a cat, was just mm-hmm. like, I just have to eat this moment. Um, and it, the only <clears throat> other things you can find out about here is a piece of paper that has some instructions written on it. It seems to be like some standard request to sort of like do something or to meet us at so-and-so location um, and is addressed to a person that, by the name of Edmund. I'm going to check the kitchen for something. Uh, you can check the, ki- uh, check the kitchen. What do you want to look for? Uh, any kind of cooking oil or alcohol. Um, <laughs> there is there is no oil in the kitchen um, and there is like a bottle that would be of some alcohol, some sort of like fairly cheap wine, but it's been knocked over and the smell of that wine is pretty strong in the kitchen area. Is there still, like, uh, wine in the alcohol bottle? Mm, about 50 milliliters at 50, most. What, the, I, what am I going to do with a fucking... The, like, half a bottle, a fourth a bottle? Why does the Canadian not know milliliters? Because he's a goddamn librarian. Now... <laughs> so I'm just gonna take the, I'm gonna take that wine bottle in a rag. <laughs> oh yeah, what what idea could you possibly have with a bottle of alcohol in a rag? It's like it's like a sh- that's like a shot glass of wine. It's not the point. Anyway, it's an advanced interrogation technique. So the location that you find is a place called the Salted Cod, which is a good thing to do for cod. Uh, so what kind of what kind of place is it? Just like a cod factory. <laughs> The Salted Cod is just the name of a tavern that is located within uh, Westport, near the docks. I just walk in. Where the cod at? <laughs> give me, give me a cod piece. So wait, okay, we're gonna cut. The, okay, anyways, uh, you all use 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 Utes uh, to reference uh, my cousin Vinny. Uh, 
uh, make your way over to this tavern uh, called the Salted Cod, and um, it's it's reasonably busy. It's not like there's no there's not boisterous or anything, but there is activity there. All right, walk up to the bartender and say, we're looking for some criminals for from whom to buy some drugs. Okay, I'm going to I'm I've gonna... actually spent time on the street. Maybe you should let me do the talking. Okay, that was my plan. So 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 Sophia, Sophia, roll me a persuasion to see how smoothly this goes over with the bartender. I have negative 1. I'm not charismatic. I am uh poorly socialized. Uh four. The the the, the half orc of a bartender just sort of looks at you as like What? <laughs> okay. Someone stop me before I kill a guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got this. I have this. I have this. I take a ra- I take a rag out. <laughs> I just start soaking it uh the wine uh a little bit with the wine bottle oh, and I start fuck. pushing it into the head of the wine bottle. Uh okay. and then I grab my flint and tinder kit and I light it. <laughs> Barman! Where is Ed? What was the name again on the note? Edmund. Edmund? Okay, good. I got it right. Where's Edmund? All right. So, session two, the gang gets killed by the city guard. Love it. Uh, oh, no, no. Go ahead and roll intimidation. Oh, God. Twelve. I'm I'm the bard. I'm the charismatic one. It's okay. It's okay. You have time. You have, you have, you'll have a moment to figure out a better plan later on. For now... <laughs> For now, the city dungeons. As, as we are subdued. <laughs> for for now, like, the, the barkeep just sort of, like, stares at you, like, completely unfazed by you threatening to burn down the establishment. Yeah. I don't know. You should probably ask those fellows over there. <laughs> and, 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 and once you look, you basically see, like, a bunch of varied individuals, like, already standing up with swords drawn. <laughs> Hey, Bard, help. <laughs> Bard our way out of this. I don't know these guys. <laughs> Gentlemen. <laughs> you, we have found, son of a bitch. We found the street sharks. <laughs> They're jawsome. <laughs> oh, awesome. Barkeep. I'm still holding the bottle that's flaming, right? Uh, it's, well, you haven't lit it on fire oh, okay. yet. I put, I put two gold down on the bar. Uh-huh. This should cover everything I'm about to do. I start lighting it. <laughs> oh god! Um, all of a sudden, there's like a <laughs> kick at the door, and it just kicks in. And a rather hmm, the best way to describe it, a rather surly uh, looking human sort of steps in and sort of points at the bunch of bandits that you're sort of sta- you know sitting with. It's like, what a lot of you just doing lazing about here. Hi, is that your boss? <laughs> so that comes, he kicks in the door. He sort of points to the, everyone else, not you, but it's sort of like a, he sort of asserts, like, what are they doing? And the bandits sort of like immediately not look like they're kicking back, having a couple of brews with the boys and all that good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna look at the shark fin that I was talking to and kind of like, you know, like, gesture my eyes towards the guy who just yelled and raised my eyebrows as if to say oh is that is that him um he's not looking at you because he's like he's like he's like looking like he's looking shot the guy in question most notable like across around his head are a series of like bite marks as if like a shark bit his face and he's revived from it then i'm gonna i'm gonna spin around from the guys kind of like open my arms and say I think you're just the man we're looking for. 
may I introduce the best bounty hunting team in the entire Westport area? Now, we understand that you're looking for a man named Edmund. And, well, that means we are, too. <laughs> um, I'm going to need you to roll deception on right. that, yeah. especially for the best bounty hunting <laughs> team in the Westport. That's a 16. Well, he, he'll probably expect you to embellish a little bit. So, like, like uh, the 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 guy with the bite marks on his face just looks just like, Bounty hunters, eh? Oh, of course they were going to come by. <sighs> You'll find our rates reasonable, and... I don't care what your rates are. I don't care how reasonable those rates are. We're not paying anyone anything. Edmund's our guy. We're going to get him first. Well, that's a shame, because we could have been a big help to an organization like yours. I have all of these men here to help me find our way to that cave. <laughs> I don't think I need you. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Look, just, guys, guys, just let I, him I think I'm reading something in his thieves' kit. <laughs> let him spill the beans. Come on. I, I, I rolled on the side for his insight. And he rolled a natural one. Nice. <laughs> so I'm playing that as if he has sort of been caught in a loop via, you know, scoops his little banter to blurt out things he probably shouldn't have. Yeah. So let him keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Please continue, Skitch. So I'm going to resume what he said before. It's like, I don't care how reasonable your rates are. I have all of these men here to help me find that cave and get Edmund back. And how's that working out for you so far? We were just about to head over there. So, if you will excuse me, me and my men have a meeting to convene on. Okay, so we're going to tell these dudes and then jump the sword? You bet your fucking ass we are. No, I thought we would just, you know, pack them a lunch. <laughs> I, can, I can send Noodle... Uh, to follow them and have them come back and tell us where they went. Well, by that point in time, it may be too late, so it may be good to have Noodle follow them and then have us follow Noodle at a safe distance. Do we still have the ferret? We could get, like, a really good relay going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we put the ferret on the cat, and we put the cat on a dog, and put the dog on a horse, and we just... <laughs> and then I'm gonna swallow the fly, and then I'll die. <laughs> so with that, basically, like, you know, you've been able to sort of, like, kind of relay that, and as you're sort of like thinking about how to tail them, the bandits that are in the room sort of like, like sort of party up with the captain are just sort of like walking on out into the city. Um, stealth maybe, but I mean, if we're if we keep it far enough distance, they're not going to notice us because like we send the cat out first, and then um... for noodles, I would like for you to roll a. Uh, let me double check here. I would like for you to roll a stealth check for Noodles. Okay, that's plus four, so I got 14. Noodles does not seem to, from Noodles' perspective, when it communicates back to you, it does not seem to notice them noticing, uh, is it a him or a her? Uh, him. Okay, it, it does not notice them noticing him. Okay. As they, uh, and it is able to sort of like, give you all sort of like a bit of a, a kitty beacon of sort to follow. Okay. Um maybe I'll go I'll go next. I have plus five to stealth, so 
Oh, you, no, no, you're going you're gonna to do a team stealth. Okay. So you're all going to be rolling collectively uh, with respect. So I already have, well, they, well, I already have my number on the side for what they will be potentially noticing here. 23! Uh, Seven! <laughs> uh-huh. Wait, how does everyone have plus five to stealth? Cat, I'm a cat. I yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a sixteen dexterity bard. How did the rogue get the worst roll? Statistics. So um, you <laughs> by no, none of you seem to notice the individuals. Sort of, you don't seem to notice the little crowd in front of you uh, noticing you. They're only about two hundred feet away at most, and so that's there's that's still within eyesight because that's not even a football field length. Canadian or American football, for that matter. So, thank you for including us, Skitch. Listen, CFL is very fun. I'm going to say that, anyways. Uh, so, you're able to kind of work your way out of out of the entire city. In fact, this is outside of Westport and kind of into the wilderness surrounding it. Um, Westport is a bit of an industrious city uh, because gunpowder exists. You know, people have found ways to burn things for fun uh, for industry purposes. <laughs> yep. Fun and industry, and <laughs> there's a small set of hills nearby the city that were they're sort of covered in a little bit of ash and soot almost. They're you know they're darker in color, and it used to be a mountain. Now it's a series of hills. <laughs> <laughs> so as you're able to as you're able to tail effectively, there is a point where um, Noodle sort of stops as the as the as the men that it's sailing sort of advance forward, and as it stops, you're able to approach. Um, it's pretty easy to see why, because it looks like there is sort of an elaborate series of. It's almost like what you have is a little valleyway and an elaborate series of like basic but fairly obvious traps of sorts, like. Um, like snares and other such things set up on there. Um, and Noodles has just sort of stopped because it did not want to advance any further into that area. But the but the men that it was following all kind of went through. Well, I can use my thieves' tools to disarm traps. Scoops, Scoops just points in, like a finger <laughs> over at Trake and says, I nominate him. I will, um, if you want to, I will allow you to also roll an investigation trink to see if any other ideas come to the forefront while looking at these traps. Because these are not, like, you need to roll perception for these. I rolled 10. So, basically, the main thing you can know is that you can either disable the traps or safely set them off as two potential options for how to advance. Okay, uh... I guess I will use Mage Hand to set off the traps one by one as I see them. Okay, uh, I'm going to need you to roll a sleight of hand check to see how deftly you're able to do this. Okay. Uh, 11, better than last roll. Sure. Um, okay. <laughs> Go ahead and paint me a picture about how Trink disarms these traps. Using okay, well, hand. I don't know what the traps are, so you might need to fill me in a little um, bit. It's a variety of things. You got, like... Sort of, um, you got sort Spike of like traps, bear traps, acid traps. Yeah, basically, you got things that basically look like crude but not really effective bear traps, other sort of snare traps, uh, things that are mostly that trap people by proxy of things being stepped on. There's even one trap that plays trap music. Oh, geez, that's the worst. Actually, it's not that bad. I okay. like traps. 
So, uh, yeah, well, I'll start with the bear traps, and I'll just, like, use Mage Hand to put pressure on them so that they snap. And uh, if there are snares, then I'll, I'll, like, brush the leaves or dirt or whatever off of them so that they go off. That's Those are super easy. I don't think I need a high roll for those. Nope, you, you don't need. Um, the only thing is that it's your your speed is not. It, I mean, you're going faster than if you were disarming the traps or trying to walk carefully around it. Um, if anyone else has an idea about how to progress through faster, I'd love to hear an idea for that. I mean, I had a wine bottle idea, but everyone shot that one down because that was unsafe. <laughs> I, I also have a ten foot pole, so I could like reach over and like prod things if that's any faster. I have a suggestion for you, Mike. That might be an idea. If you go into a rage, you have resistance to all damage from uh, <laughs> any damage that these traps can do to you. All right. I get out my ice bladder and start drinking out of it, which is a gnarly and sickening thing in and of itself, which ups both my courage and my toughness. Until the beginning of my next turn, I have advantage on charisma, intelligence, and wisdom saving throws. Yep. And in addition, you are in a rage, which will give you resistance to any bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing damage. And I go head first into this thing I just, it's it's actually kind of adorable i just walk up as you're as you're diffusing this tom your character and i just push you to one i just lift you up because you are a gnome and set you down like you are a gnome may i and before you can apply you uh, reply this human just empties his fucking wine sack throws it down on the ground and guns it into this fucking passage mm-hmm and as you're setting off traps in your wake, you just hear them all going, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, because they're trap music. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, like, with. So, I'm going to go ahead and. That was my favorite. How Austin. dare you laugh at that? All right. I'm going to roll um, some quick attacks at you from the trap standpoint. Yeah. Uh, we're going to roll them in order. We're going to have a total of three quote unquote attacks against you. Number one, 18. 18, and a crit. <gasps> oh, that's a 25. Well, my armor class is 15, so all of them hit. All of them do hit, but you will yes. take half damage from these traps. So um, so you're only three quarters dead. It, well, the critical hit means that the dice, dam the dice, the damage dice are doubled when they're rolled. Um, now, these, now, if these were moderately severe traps, those would be 1d10s, but these are not even moderate because these traps were hastily concocted. So, that total damage is going to be... Uh, I rolled a... I rolled 4d6 for the damage and I rolled a 9 as a result, which gets halved to 4. Three of them were 1s. Yes. <laughs> That's one pretty of them, awesome. One of them was max damage, so you basically barrel through and out of your 32 hit points, Gregor, you take... Four damage. It's just like one nasty cut, like right across my chest, and I'm like, "Well, you coming or not?" I am going to turn to Sophia, and I'm going to whisper to JJJ, "Please make a noise like you're wounded." Uh, I think it was, I think it was whispering that to the weasel. Nope. I, I Sophia misunderstood deliberately for comedic purposes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to get noodles to jump onto my shoulders and I'm going to barrel through after um yeah Gregor. I, I'm like Scoops is going full bore now after after Gregor and Trink. All right, so you're able to kind of barrel through this series of traps. Um, if you had gone through the entire gauntlet, that would have been five attacks as opposed to the three. So it saved you a little bit of threat there. 
So, okay. a, as you I'm go... I'm also going to draw my short bow as I'm going, just so I have it ready. Sure, that sounds fine. Um, as you get past the series of traps, you can hear a bit of a commotion, and you see the... Uh, and in the clearing, you sort of see what looks to be the the gang members from the, the bar that you're in, along with the shark-faced, shark-fin captain of sorts, um, sort of berating, uh, sort of in a half circle around the mouth of a small cave. And they're having like sort of a noisy sort of like bit of banter there, yelling at someone, and the cacophony of sort of the talking makes it indistinct what they're talking about. But how many are there? There's... There is a total of what looks to be five of the guys that were at the bar, and then the one captain with them. All right. Am I still in rage? You are still in rage until you tell me that you're not in rage or until a minute goes by. And only, I'd say this is about, this sort of time frame, about 20 seconds. Also, keep in mind, you can have, you have three rages you can do before long rest. So if you stop raging, you can just rage a second time. Is there another person with them, potentially, Edmund? You can't see. Yeah, it looks okay. like, it sounds like they're shouting into the cave, Tom. Yeah. Probably trying to coax Edmund out. Uh, player asking group, are we? is this a kill situation, or are we just going in and negotiating? Uh, you can see that you can see the captain draw out his sword as he's sort of yelling into the cave, looks at the other bandits, and they sort of cautiously draw out their swords as well but they seem a little bit less sort of like keen on the idea. Okay. So how about this? I'm going to go cold cock the leader with a clothesline. How about that? Should, should we maybe surround the guys? They don't look too keen on going in. So maybe we can talk them down. Well, I figure if we just go for their leader and knock him yeah, out no, if, singly, if, it'll demoralize the Yeah, if you them. take the leader out, because he's obviously an asshole we might be able to walk the other guys away. Man, if only we all had guns. I have a magnificent club with a ranged <laughs> option. All right. So here's the situation. <laughs> um, a fight, if you approach, if you're, if you're going to go just for the captain, a fight will break out, probably involving the other men because, you know, they have to at least look like they're backing up their captain. So what I'm going to need is the following. Uh, first things first, I'm going to roll to see whether or not you guys will have surprise for the situation here. And <laughs> I'm glad we get, we still have stealth as an option considering behind us, all you hear is raindrops, drop tops. So can I- <laughs> you guys can't see me shaking my head, but I am shaking. Oh, shit, you're killing me. <laughs> okay. 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 As you all approach, um, because of the noise, the captain does end up actually hearing it looks over your way and just sort of notices has a bit of shock, but then sort of points his sword at, at you all and says, get rid of the witnesses. Well, I guess bodies are no longer an option. Uh, so at this point here, you may all roll initiative here. <laughs> what is it? Oh, I actually hit compound dice. I got a 49 on an initiative. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ. That's impressive. Well, I got a 15. All right, let me go ahead and just write down the... <laughs> All right. Um... Five with an addition of plus four. What? Uh, that The captain uh, has initiative. Mm-hmm. The captain rolled a 23. Sketch, who did you pay at roll 20? 
So, um, and then we got scoops at the bottom of the initiative there. Because uh, so, I'm a winner. So no, so no one is surprised, mm-hmm. and right. uh, and the fight will break out. So here is how it will start off. The captain will sort of like point his sword and sort of like run at you all ahead of the bandits who then follow suit, mm-hmm. creating sort of like a line of the captain and then the five bandits alongside. Mm-hmm. That is their turns. That will be next. Will be Gregor is up, and then Sophia, you will be next. Cool. In no way has my clothesline 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 plan, plan changed changed in any way, shape, or form. Uh, <laughs> you'd be better off doing a clothesliner using your great sword and hitting with the flat side of it because you're you're not proficient with unarmed strike. Cool. Let's good go with that. Yes. Let me go ahead and pull up the character sheet here. So that your your attack roll, if you want to do that, would be a plus five to the attack roll. And All right, one, two, three, four, five. I miss Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. Eight. Ah, you don't. You you, you kind of hit up against him, but he pushes back against you, and 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 you are not. Uh, and you are not able to kind of successfully apply the clothesline, but you are basically engaged with the captain, and will probably prevent from making any further progress. Okay. Um, and also your rage is still active at this time. Yep, Sophia, you are up. Trink, you are next. All right, so I'm going to use my grasping arrow, and it's going to. Uh, Pew pew on the main guy, 20. Mm-hmm. A creature hit by the arrow takes an extra 2d6 poison damage. Its speed is reduced by 10, and it takes 2d6 slashing damage the first time on each turn if it moves one feet or more. Basically, the arrow explodes into uh, brambles that cover him, and it's a hard. He has to make athletics check DC 12 to escape from it. Uh, so I'm going to roll the damage now. Let's see. The poison damage is 2d6. Uh, eight, and then the regular damage is, of course, the number we all know and love, 1d8 plus 3. Yep. God, Austin, you're such a pro now. Eight, so... I feel like I feel like such a proud father. <laughs> all right, so you, like, line up and shoot at the, at the captain, and you just get him, like, you get him good, right? Yeah, we're trying to humiliate this guy as quickly as possible to hopefully demoralize those troops into giving up so we don't have to slaughter mm-hmm. all these people. <laughs> yeah. All right, so cool. All right. Uh, with that being said, uh, Trink, you are up, and then Scoops, you will be next. All right. Okay. So um, the leader took damage from the the leader. He... Took, yeah, the leader took damage, and he's currently engaged in melee with um, with Gregor. So if you attack, hit him with an attack, it will count for sneak attack damage. Okay. So I'm going to roll that. I'm firing an arrow at his head. Okay. Uh, what is with the rules I'm getting tonight? Okay, I got 10. Uh, 10 will miss his AC. He'll just whiz by, catch his earring, and knock it about, but it won't actually hit him in the head. I guess I'm just going to keep a safe distance and uh, ready my next shot. All right, Scoops, you are up, and then it'll be the captain next. Okay, so I guess I'm going to um, shoot my um, sling at the captain, seeing as how most of my spells are... More abstract. Right. So you can you can grant somebody Bardic Inspiration as a bonus action. And um, you have the cutting words feature as a reaction that you can use. So uh, so you want to use if you want to use a sling, go ahead and make that attack. I I think I will. So that's uh thirteen. That will unfortunately miss the captain. It's it barely misses him. Right, right. Okay, then I'm gonna Bardic Inspiration one of my compadres the next two. Um 
Who has the better attack roll, Austin or Tom? Uh, cast it on Austin because I just I had an idea for what I'm going to do next turn. Okay. All right. So Sophia, you have Bark Inspiration for the next ten minutes, which will be a bonus one d six on an, a thing of your choice, either an ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Dope. Um, it is the captain's turn. The captain is now engaged in a a bit of a scrum with uh, Gregor. He is going to attack he's going to try to attack him twice um uh he's going to attack you know i'm sorry he's going to try to attack three times uh because he has a multi-attack that is three attacks two with a scimitar and one with a dagger now i will point out one thing to you also uh, to you johnny real quick mm-hmm. um you only get one reaction per round but you can do a reaction after you see the roll but before i tell you what the result before you know what the result is if you see any of these attacks go around right right, right. So, so first attack against Gregor. It's a twenty-four. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Ooh. The so uh, the second attack against Gregor is an eleven, and the third attack against Gregor is a seven. So he hits pretty hard on the first hit. Uh, Gregor, you take three points of slashing damage from that hit. Three total, or three, uh, three, three before or after my. Uh... Reduction. Oh, that's after your resistance. Okay. That's that's that's. So I've taken seven total. Got it. I'm I'm just doing the average damage in this case here. Okay. Uh, Scoops, unless, unless you wanted to interrupt interrupt with the damage roll. What do you say, Mike? Oh no no no! Three damage, dude. I'm I'm built to do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as right. like so like he only got hit once, so it's only three damage to him. So it's pretty straightforward there. Um. So Gregor, he this guy, you know kind of did what he tried to do. The other bandits uh, will scatter a little bit and try to engage accordingly. Um, one of them will go one of them will go up and try to attack Gregor himself. Uh, that's a miss with a 12. Another one will attempt to do the same. An 11. So basically these guys run up with their scimitars and they're swinging. They're just not able to hit you. And with that, the other three just sort of like look at the they're, the other boy is just not able to hit the big drunken the big drunken man and just realize ah, I don't know if I really want to get involved with this man mm-hmm. you know and so they sort of they hold for the time being which then leads it over to you Gregor so you have the two bandits kind of attacking you at your side but then you have the one guy who actually hit you in front of you um no no I want to take down the leader Mangalores won't fight without the leader <laughs> That's right. And I got a natural 20 Ooh. with my 5. Makes a 25. Uh-huh. And that is... Uh... So the key to victory was a fifth element reference all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in, in this case here, let me double check real quick. So you so you rolled a crit with your greatsword. That means you roll 4d6 plus 5 is your damage. It's going to be a... Let's see how this goes. 4 D six plus five gets me twenty two damage. Oh fuck off, you little one! Twenty two damage. Yeah, well, that's that's still pretty good, right? You know. Yeah. Like 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 it, like you hit him so hard, like he. Hit- you got two sixes, and you're complaining about the that's, one. That's organ damage right there. <laughs> yeah. So just like you just mack him, and he just sort of like gets a bit woozy from that. Yeah. And it, he's like you like you you salt of the sea. I don't understand that statement. <laughs> oh damn! I just realized I forgot to get into the cod at the back of the cod store. 
<laughs> Fuck. The uh all right, Sophia, it is your turn. All right, I say Lilu multipass. Was it Corbin Dallas multipass? Wow. Uh, 25. Damn, these fifth element really work. What worked. the hell? <laughs> All right, so so uh, uh, is there anything special with that arrow that you're shooting? No, that was just a normal one. That was a normie. Okay, so cool. So you hit with that. Um, seven damage. Cool. You do seven damage, and he, the captain definitely looks a bit roughed up. Uh, oh, you're still alive? Um, he's still alive. Someone give me another one. I can I can action, I can, uh, action surge. Uh, uh, yes, you can do an action surge. That is correct. Um, you also have one more use of your arcane shot if you want. I do, but I want to say um, human popsicle. Come, guys, I need some more fifth element references, please. <laughs> Gary Oldman <laughs> with a plastic bowl on his head. I accidentally right. double clicked. I botched. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, with that, my reference will just be Chris Tucker's screen. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, I want you to roll D twenty. Um, hey, uh, Mike, high or low? Low. Oops, I I just did it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fuck well, it. well. Uh, I crit. <laughs> well, that. So so uh, go ahead. So just go ahead and roll damage against Gregor. All right. Oh no. Sorry, my dude. The first shot was so good. I tried to double dip. Mm-hmm. Five damage. All right. So uh, Trink, it is your turn. Then Scoops. Okay, okay. So we don't really need to demoralize the uh, the uh, mooks if they're asleep. I'm gonna cast sleep on them. Come on, Tom, be a killer. Okay, so let me see here. So I roll um, five d eight. I got twenty. What happens is that one of the mooks adjacent to the leader passes out. Oh, just one? Um, oh no, just one. Yeah, sleep sleep isn't as good as you might think. Okay, these mooks are better than I thought. Then I thought uh, they're all like level ones. They they have eleven hit points each. Oh, okay. So you t- you took out one mook, um, but that will but that will give the others like a bit of concern because like one of them just passed out in front of them, right? Yeah, I think we we capitalize that. It's just shout like. I can put you down lethally or non-lethally. Throw down your sword, and I'll go with the easier one. Just like parlay it into some shit. Uh, so, anyway, so in, in it, so in that case, there. If you want to try to follow that up with something, Trink, you can do so. Um, uh, I don't have a good intimidate roll, but I guess it's worth a just shot. Do, just do that roll there. So, how, what do you, what do you say to them after you like make one of them fall asleep? Uh, how do I say it without sounding stupid? You will all fall asleep. Oh, dude, that that ship has uh, sailed, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> Austin, yeah. don't don't be afraid of sounding stupid. Okay, you're, you're talking about dice yeah, funk here, saying. so that wasn't a criticism of Tom. Anyway, I'm just gonna yell out. Do you want to die with your leader? All right, go ahead. Roll your. Uh... <laughs> I they do a natural three with a negative one. That makes it two. But I I am okay with wasting the bad rolls of the bad decisions. The, 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 the bandit that you made fall asleep, like, wakes up immediately from the ground. It's like, <laughs> oh, no, I don't. <laughs> oh, no. He, he's prone, but also, like, he's ineffectual. So it doesn't, it doesn't hurt too much. I woke him up by yelling. <laughs> so, Scoops, your turn. Another um, sling attack at our captain boy here. And that's a 17. That will hit. Okay, so 1d4 plus 3. Nope. nope. All right. Uh, that would be 7 damage then, so nice. Yeah, you know, like, the, the captain is really bad off right now. Like, he looks 
really shaky. It's a good chance that Gregor might be able to finish the job when it rolls around. To I'm him. gonna I'm gonna touch Sophia on the shoulder and say, mm-hmm. "Go get it, sister," <laughs> and grant her um, bardic inspiration. Oh, no. You already did. Stop giving me bardic inspiration. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought Bardic Inspiration was uh, touch. Then, nope. yeah, I'm going to point to Gregory and say, Tell me that story about you on the mountain, my boy! Cool. And uh, yeah, so, Gregory, you have Bardic Inspiration on your next attack ro- on, on an attack roll or saving throw or ability check of your It's going to be an attack roll. Add a bonus 1d6 to <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Most certainly. Now, speaking you of attack the rolls, the captain... This is going to be long, complicated, and narrative. Another three attacks against you. First attack is a 23. <laughs> Second attack is a 12. That helped miss. And third attack is a 12. So right, Give me the first attack. All right, so in this case... Let's I'm bring this gonna... shit boy home. Yep. So that attack will hit, let's say, for six damage. So it rolls down to three. So another three damage to you. So like Greg, like Gregor's just been like, like cut like all, all the traps, slashed by the weapons, hit by an arrow from Sophia, and he's still standing there. Um, the other bandits kind of get up, and the the one that is still standing next to Gregor makes an attack at him. He tries to swing. Um, is that, is that not the one that fell asleep? The one the one that fell asleep is on the ground. He's gonna attack with disadvantage. Okay. So the one uh, the one adjacent to Gregor does swing, and. It is a 16. That just uh, that just crosses the line. That'll hit for, wow, seven damage. This guy champed, like, they hit you for three damage. So I'm going to kill him last. I, lo- I, love, I, love the bar- I love the I love the Barbarian's Rage stuff, because it's like, okay, this guy rolls maximum damage. I took three. Okay. <laughs> All right, and then the other bandit, while on the ground, will swing at you twice. With this advantage, he rolls a nine and misses, as he doesn't even bother getting up. <laughs> Just step on him, <laughs> and um, and now it rolls over to you, Gregor. You got a captain in front of you. Oh, it is all right. So it's a twenty-three. Then I'll take that first roll. It's a twenty-three. Eighteen plus five. You. It will be two d. It will be two d six plus five for the damage. Correct. Fourteen. Ouch. <laughs> all right. All right. So so here's the I'll, last point here because you are in melee, and you are making this attack. You have the option of whether to make it lethal or non-lethal. How non-lethal is non-lethal? <laughs> uh, non-lethal means that the, t- the target is unconscious, but not dying, but they are knocked the fuck out is the uh, medical term. Every instinct I have says I should kill him. I mean, if but you... the person who pays me, but the person who pays me says I shouldn't. You have to set a good example for the children, Gregor. No bodies. No bodies. I was told no bodies. There will be no body. I will do... I will do the knockout move. So what was going to be a very dramatic, very, very fucking dramatic, uh, slicing in half that was going to fountain out like your favorite anime, you know the one, (laughs) is instead he rolls the blade like it's Play-Doh in his hands and then flips the grip slightly, (laughs) brings the flat of the blade down on this man's head, causing him to get knocked the fuck out. (laughs) <laughs> and he is down. Um, you knocked him. Uh, I rolled. A, I just rolled a, a a number spread to see what happens. Um, you knocked him down uh, so soundly 
that the bite marks across his face fall off as they were actually like sort of like fake tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> um, this this in particular causes the other bandits around to sort of like like react sort of like like oh shit the captain's down and like they drop their swords and like rush to sort of grab at the captain and drag him off. You idiots! We've all got swords. <laughs> they 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 immediately panic and. They're um, essentially bickering, and even without thieves, Kent, you can understand they're basically trying to discern which one of them is going to take the blame for the situation as they drag the captain off. I want to fire one more shot <laughs> over them as they're running, just to just to make them run faster. Roll, 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 roll an attack roll. Do I really need to roll if I'm not aiming at anything? I crit <laughs> to shoot his shot out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's so here's the thing. Now, the 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 I was invoking a little bit of dice fuck season four uh, shenanigans here, in that you were attempting to do a shot to intimidate them. Uh, yes. Right? So you want me to roll intimidate? Uh, the attack roll. No, 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 no. The attack roll was if you hit their AC, you miss and successfully intimidate them. If you missed, you hit them by accident. However. Even though you were you, you like you throw a shot, and it's about to hit one of these mooks in the back of the head, and Sophia's arrow just sort of somehow catches up and like tackles it to the side what? and pierces it into a tree uh, with her. Crit. <laughs> yeah, let's say that's how physics work. But it, but what? even if it wasn't, I... <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I actually, you know, I have a better way of explaining this in universe. If you want me to explain, I was just gonna say that she sees that you're gonna go for a shot that isn't necessary, and my teacher's instincts take over, and I keep you from re-aggroing them by shooting your shot out of the air as you shoot it. <laughs> what is this, Douglas Adams? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Scoops pops up his collar and walks to the cave and says fucking children as you approach the cave i don't need to roll perception checks because basically the cave has a sort of an interesting sort of setup here the walls have a variety of little items uh including what look to be scrolls with various uh diagrams of like uh body positions and stances um there seems to be a little shelf of scrolls and books there seems to be a dibs uh there seems to be a take oh, let me finish describing <laughs> the room before you guys go off on another tangent, please. Um, you see, like, a table, like, that might have been used for some writing. You see what basically looks like, like a basic bedroll. You see basically, like, a location where there would be... There's no way for someone to be able to live here. Um, if you want to infer what this might mean, you can roll investigation check. Someone's been staying here. My dice privileges need to be revoked. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a seven. I rolled a 22. Scoops, in your industrious way of profiling people, which is one of your skills as a journalist, there's only one type of, well, character class that could live in these sort of conditions. Do you know what it is? Warforge. No. the, the Asshole. <laughs> uh, possibly. I mean, most monks are assholes, I think. So. Ah. Dread gazebo. Because there's no there's no food or beverage in this location or any way to store food or beverage because they're infinite body. Yes. Well, yeah. So but what you see in front of you is definitely not a monk. It is a bandit dressed like the other ones with the same sort of marking sort of like huddled up in the corner of the space. And he's like, uh, uh, what do you want? You're not the others. No, no, we're not. Um, 
Are you Edmund? Uh, I might be. Who wants to know? My name is um, Scoops. Well, that's what people call me. Um, I forgot my name. Look. Um, the Blade. We're looking for something that we think you might have. The Blade. We wish to take it. Um, the sword is like by his side. He's sort of been clutching at it. It's like, you, you want the sword? Here, here, take it! He just sort of like just throws it on the ground at your feet. Hell yeah. Quest over. We win. Pack it up, boys. And just and, 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 and then he just moves to just run straight out the cave and run out. So, Scoops picks up the sword. Get it. Um, you pick up the sword. Nothing happens when you pick up the sword, except that you see that it looks as depicted... It's very ornately made. It's a very nice long sword. Nice heater. As as you hear the screams of Edmund in the distance, just fading off, as he's just running at full sprint out into the distance. Hell yeah, this sword's haunted as fuck. I love it. When you pick up the sword, nothing happens. When you leave the cave with the sword, something unusual does happen. Um, a voice is heard now. Does the voice tell us that the sword was inside us all along? Who hears the voice? Everyone does. Because instead of it being something like, if someone is familiar with D&D, like a sentient sword, it communicates telepathically with a wielder. This, um, Scoops, roll me a perception check. Just as, as, you, as you start hearing this voice being said, I want you to roll a perception check. When Orin was giving us this quest, I almost said out loud, I bet your friend's in the sword, but I didn't want to blow up Skitch's plot point. <laughs> I should have done it. I should have called that shot. 17. You feel that the sword itself is actually vibrating against your fingers lightly as the sound of a voice resonates out from it as if it's speaking normally. It's like, well, that whole lot was, that whole lot was a lot more noisy than I was hoping for it to be. Are you in the sword? Is who in the sword? Oren's friend. What was your name? Ryan? Riley. That's it. Yes. Is that you, Riley? No. No, it's not Fuck. Riley. Damn it. I just lost $10. <laughs> Riley was my, well, he was the one, he was the one who carried me last. So what are you doing here? Well, how do you know Riley's name, by the way? Or in wait. Oh, well, that explains a lot more. Um, well, unfortunately, Riley inexplicably passed away about a year or so ago. So, how did Edmund come to possess you? He stumbled across the cave and basically purloined me from Riley's uh, remains. Mm. I tried to convince him to, you know, not do anything brash, but as soon as I talked to him, he seemed to freak out pretty heavily and try to find a way to sell me off. That all seems very reasonable. We're going to take you back to Orin Wait now. Um, how how sen- sentient are you? I am fairly cognizant of who I am, uh, Miss Tabaxi. So I hear you can make me insult people pretty good. Oh, no, no. I do the insulting. That's the way it works. I'm okay with that. How good are you at Counter-Strike? I'm as good as the person who's wielding me. And by the way, uh, what is Ori doing, by the way? He's in charge of a school, believe it or not. 
I guess we'll find more about this as we get back there. But if Riley is right with Riley being no longer around, I would say that the next best person to talk to would be Orwin. So feel free to take me with you. I mean, if we were kidnapping you, you couldn't really do much about it because you're a sword. I mean, I could just announce that you're taking me and draw attention to you. That's an option I always have, miss. Sophia, don't make business with the magic sword. Do you know any other vibrating swords that are less sentient? <laughs> this is a kid so this is a kid show. No, just kidding. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fine. Sophia. I'll say like, the, the the thing about the vibrations, it's like a, a the diaphragm of a speaker vibrating. I not know. like I was just being um, I was just being gross. <laughs> not like a controller accessory for res vibrating. Ah, don't worry. What's your name, by the way? Oh, well. As far as I remember, far back, uh, my name is Roger, but uh, Orin frequently calls me Rashir or Raj, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to call you Swordy. You can call me that if you want. Well, Roger, let's go. Roger that. Uh, you're all able to travel back. Um, you might need to have to spend a night resting on the way, unless you want to just pull an all-nighter and just trek straight back. I, if we're spending a night, I'm going to play the viol for everybody, and you're all going to earn... All-nighter! <laughs> uh, uh, if you do this, I'll roll a performance check, by the way. Yeah, so I guess that's uh, 13. 13. Yep, um, your, your performance is good. I mean, it's not... You're, you are a bard, so you are required to have an instrument in order to graduate from this college. They will just not allow you to graduate. I will also... A, uh, I'm, I'm also, before I go to sleep, going to use um, my Cure Wounds spell on okay. Gregor. So, yeah, yeah. You, you get some healing from the bard, Gregor, and you're all able to get some rest. The next day, it's easy enough to get back to the academy. And um, when you're within a short enough range, um, Sophia will probably feel like JJJ, like patting at her head and toying with her ears a bit. <laughs> I pick up the weasel and speak directly into its mouth. <laughs> Is that you? Like, yeah, you hear you you hear sending uh, saying basically that is not necessary. From the looks of it, you were able to at least find the sword. Yep, his name's Roger. I don't really like him that much. I think he's all right. Yeah, so is there anything else that happens before you return to Orin's office? We just walk in, I'm going to yeet the sword into the room. <laughs> hey, I'm holding the sword. I'm going to I'm going to yeet scoops. Okay, that's that's fair. Um I rolled 16 to yeet. <laughs> so as soon as scoops lands there like Orin's like, "Oh. Oh, that's uh, Thank you, Sophia. Oh, and by the way, and he sort of snaps his fingers and then JJJ disappears from the from the quiver and just sort of lands on the desk in front of Orin. Hey, boss, I got your sword back, but uh, the thing that was keeping it uh, was a little bit slippery. Can you be a little bit more direct about that or should I just talk to Raj directly? Uh, I think the sword's got the straight story. All right, I'll have a talk with him. But thank you very much. I was stuck dealing with the debate club. They were trying to decide on what to have a debate about, and I was brought in to mediate the discussion all day. Pleasure to serve. Can I get out of that diplomacy class now? I would 
If I was in charge, yes. In this case, though, I believe that your parents insisted that you take that class. Ah, shucks. Fine. If anyone else has any words they have, I know Sophia doesn't have any words they have with Warren. I've already closed the door. There are more impressing matters for me to be involved in. (laughs) (laughs) I really like Agar. Uh, You still hear him talking to you through your mind after you leave the room. (laughs) Owned. Uh, He will say, say, I'll have more materials delivered for your mimic training tomorrow. So, Trink, what's your favorite mustelid? Weasels, badgers, otters, ferrets, martens, minks, wolverines? Uh, I'm warming up to weasels. Scoops grabs the brim of his hat, tips it down, kind of in a, like, you know, salute way. Points at the sword and said, I'll see you later, Roger. I'll see you later, Scoops. You're the butter, son. Maybe next time you'll learn how to handle me a bit more effectively. That's what she said. Hey, we all have our failings. You're a sword, so get used to it. So there's one last thing I wanted to have in here happen. Um, you, As you leave, you hear like Oren and the sword talk back and forth about various things. Um, uh, the next day, uh, let's see here. I'm going to do a flip of a coin here to determine who comes across this here. All right, Sophia. It's a day or two later, and you are patrolling the hallways trying to get that weasel. Always. Um, and then you hear a familiar voice in the hallway. Another weasel. <laughs> no. It's Raj. Uh it, it, it is indeed Raj, and the voice is resonating from inside one of the classrooms. Is the sword teaching a class? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can take a look and see. <laughs> I, Please I dro- let the sword be, t- be teaching a class. <laughs> I drop kick the door open. <laughs> you drop kick the door, and 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 at the front of the room, mounted on the desk in like sort of a stand, is indeed the sword, and. And from it, it, and from there, you can hear say, "Sophia, what is the meaning of this? Is he teaching other swords?" The, the whole, the whole point of this entire thing was to capstone with a sentient sword becoming a teacher at the school. If that is the uh... sketch, is he teaching other swords? <laughs> no, no, no. He's teaching students how to use swords. Oh, it's swordonometry. Patreon.com slash Laura K Buzz. Go spend your money on Laura. She's amazing. It's a website I enjoy. Patreon.com slash Laura K Buzz. I go there. All the time. Every day. To support her and her independent journalisms. 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 Jerbalorbs. I'm going to call them Jorblorbs. June! Is that June? Sure was, buddy. June 2017 <laughs> Bitch <laughs> 2025 No uh... Season 12
I don't know. I don't want to know what 2025 Lauren is up to. Oh, we'll both be extremely dead. Oh, well, that's nice. But not from anything tragic. We'll both flung ourselves into the sun. It'll be very funny. Or like eating too much pie or something. <laughs> like that one possum in the donut shop. Or lasagna. Anyways, it's June. Wow. We have credits because it's June now. It is. This is going to be the credits for both the finale of season five, the beginning of season six, and anything we publish in between. So it's a very auspicious credits. We better not ruin it by talking about dying. Anyways, <laughs> executive producers for June 2019 are... You don't have the list up, do you? Bitch, I do. I was trying to give you the first name, but never mind. Oh. A Bozog blew my cover five to stay alive. We must kick into overdrive. Uh, is this going to be, did they get together and make only Power Rangers references this month? Is that what's happening? I don't know, but I did retweet the tweet saying we were contractually obligated to say anything they send. That's self-sabotaging behavior. You really should talk to your therapist about that. A nudist druid, also known as a nuded. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like nuded, like Pingu. A werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. Aaron Palavin. Abigail Grace. Adrian Y. Aftershock, conduit of a jumping spider with water droplet hat. Aki Savalainen. Albert West. Aliyah. Alex Vepra. Allison the Purple, conduit of unseen, half-finished fan art stash itself. Release them. Release the documents. An otter fleeing from a relentless Roomba. Can you imagine the noises? I feel like y'all think otters are a lot less hardcore than they are. They're murder tubes. Andrew Birmingham. Andrew Feje, conduit of causing infinite shame itself. Probably because I keep saying your name wrong. I'm so sorry. Andrew Grothen. Andrew R. Andy Harkins. Anna. Anna, conduit of procrastination. Same. Anthony, patron of Dora. Arachnavolt, keeper of the credit prison and sentinel of E3 hype. Fear me. George, you hear about the George R. R. Martin game from the makers of Dark Souls? Gonna be lit. Oh. <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> Arcanist of... Ralea. It's from the H.P. Lovecraft story uh, Call of Cthulhu. It's a city where he lies... Tre- there's a little TM in the middle. Oh, well, yeah, it's because the conversion you know this i know but it just amuses me archibald h cactus that sounds like something you would name an animal on the show it really really does arja limite arjan de Koning. ash the girl with the big gay for lauren hey <laughs> oh no don't encourage her aubrey hunter austin new yorkski okay <laughs> Austin, your ski conduit of good boy itself. See, why can't everyone just acknowledge without trying? Austin! When is the next one shot? Isaac, conduit of gavel, gavel, gavel. I mean, literally, this could be on the, this credit's gonna be on the end of a one shot, so I feel like you played yourself, Isaac. Austin, conduit of mentioning <laughs> fingering one time and releasing the horny. That was the seal. I broke it. Now everything is horny. Now they know. Backwards of conduit, sparkle. Beef swelling tin, conduit of meat. For the audience, I definitely just edited out a really gross noise I made thinking about meat. Uh, Leave it in, you coward. <laughs> BJ, conduit of miniature giant space hamsters. Before we continue, I gotta say, I got tiny nips. <laughs> I'm so glad. That's that. not Lauren speaking, by the way. I'm so glad you had to read that one. Benedict Cumbersnatch, conduit of cuke thievery. Big fan of space, both outer and personal. Uh, yeah, 
Blue six. Bonus. Booty full of snails. <laughs> Get the snails out of there! <laughs> That's not where they go. Brent, still every episode of Dice Funk. Goatly. You didn't read Brady, conduit of failed murder. I'm done with his failed murder. Oh, damn. Callum, fuck yeah, it's Pride Month. Turner, that also- <laughs> That also explains why Ragnar died in the finale. Spoilers for the episode you just listened to is because there's no cops at Pride. Hell yeah! Cameron Avis! Can anybody suck Lauren's dick or is it invitation only asking and then it gets cut off but presumably asking for a friend? Listen, just DM me. Uh, No, don't. This is... Nope, it's not appropriate. Everything's appropriate. Candace underscore listen to Dicefunk underscore Starling. And I probably should have pronounced those but I was flustered. Jared one. Charlie Chalkley said not for whom him's penis breaks, it breaks for thee. Chris! Conduit of bad decisions walling. Christ man. Every time I do anything, that's Austin's response. <laughs> <laughs> Christ man. Christopher Charlow. Coho Blast. Damn. Conrad's cat Clemens shows up to recording but can't even get a mention. That's because Conrad's cat Clemens behaves and unlike your goblins doesn't shriek through every recording. Hey, you would shriek too. <laughs> if I was trapped in your very bad house. Hey. <laughs> You're a terrible, awful, no good house. Coram thinks that Harbor Master is a brilliant sci-fi webcomic. I can't dispute that, so... Cosmignon Condorist. Oh, she's just... It's one of those, huh? Counterfeit. Sierra Saldana. I also feel like you didn't do justice to Cosmignon Conduit of Stardust. You were just trying to talk over me instead of appreciating the very good art. Cosmignon knows I love her. Sierra Saldana, prophet of RN Jesus. Q, I appreciate you. Yes, you. Cumber. 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 Dandy Snuff. Cumber. Cumber. Daria, conduit of pizza. David, conduit of thanking Chris. Donning Frost. Chris. Chris. Did you shake your fist at the sky when you said it? Yes. I did not lie to you. Donning Frost. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Devin, conduit of evolution. Don Johnston. Don't you know that Pornhub is a real thing, you degenerate? Seriously. Is that a. The porn on Tumblr was GIF, so if you want to. Rub one out sneakily with no sound. Dorian, conduit of devotion. Dr. Tao. Dr. Goatman. Dr. Ixis. Is it? Is it? Physics. Dragon in the server room. Dylan and Rill and the dog listening on a lazy Sunday morning. Also dishes. You guys have a lot of dishes. <laughs> Dylan, conduit of big skeleton booty. How would a skeleton even have a booty? He's dummy thick and he's clacking, clacking, clacking. <laughs> <laughs> INRJ, kobolds are the doggos of D&D, change my mind. Kobolds are traditionally doggos, but D&D changed them to lizards early in their history, and it's a major departure from most lore. Ecorn. Did I change your mind? I feel like she's just moving on. Elderbrain, conduit of gooey goo, chew-chewing, fizz-whiz, biz- Oh, no, they really got me this week. That's uh, why I let you do that one. Wash buzz-whiz, because his fuzz. Elder dog. Oh. They love to sleep. Elderlygoose.com, conduit of the shameless plug. Hold on. Uh, we got to make sure that's not Tumblr porn. Is it Tumblr porn? No, because Tumblr doesn't have any porn, so just be regular porn. Nope, it is a real site. It works, and it's not full of porn, so I checked. Good. Eleanor Nonantesi's Periton. Eline! Happy Pride! Hell yeah! Elizabeth Jackalope. Elusive Lily. 
Fuck. <laughs> Emma, moose is neither rat nor fish. Horse, goat, sheep, uh, rabbit, uh, shark, uh, hippo. I'm getting too big, but I'm just naming all the animals. Emma Morant. And Diego Van Don. Van Donne. Van Dane. Ennui itself. Arwen the Lagerdeck. Ethan Lawrence. Evie, conduit of triad elemental pugilist. Is that a video game? Excellaris. Hold on. Never. Oh no, it's a it's a class for it's a D and D class. Oh. An unearthed arcana. Anyway, it's a magic punch. Oh. Okay, now go. Excellaris. Fabian got that dank. Fire me out the sun gun straight into the sun sun. Pew. Same. Florian H. Francois V. Frank Sands. Grimlock. Guinevere Cummings. Afflor Grenderson, first of his name, born of fire and brimstone, were deep. Harley Astor. Harrison Andrew. Harry, conduit of dying for objectivists. <laughs> Bitch me too, the fuck. It was almost everyone in the finale. Can you believe he survived? There was a, I guess there was only a 10% chance of him getting shot, but can you I, imagine? I would have. I would. We wouldn't be friends anymore. That's fair. Hedron Master. Help! The pigeons are conspiring against me! They would do that. Hey, you. Yes, you. You're valid. Jerry F. Hi, Jerry. Hi. Oh, no. Him penis broke, but I don't care because him butthole works. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so glad. You're getting to read all those kinds tonight, huh? How do I make friend? Regards, conduit of social faux pas. Hunter Howland. Hustle Bones. Ian Morgan. If you ain't a Christian, I must stab you in the face. If it ain't but I feel like I'm being tested on my hip hop lyric knowledge. This is like the third time. Ingmar Gremmen. Ink drop conduit of ooze. I shipped the both of you. Isaac, conduit of Tux the Penguin. <gasps> Who is Tux? <laughs> That's all she cares about now. This is gonna be the next five episodes. Congratulations. I can't read the next one because umlauts. It's just a it's nonsensical characters. Ah, it looks like kayak, but in like spooky text. Jade's seven sexy snake sisters. James Neely? Was that a question? I did it like that on purpose. Janiac, conduit of ensnared by tentacles. Fucking hell. You wanna can you, <laughs> <laughs> you, Do you wanna need read? me to take this one for you, buddy? Yeah, dog, please. Janiac, conduit of ensnared by tentacles, oozed on and rubbed vigorously. Jared, conduit of, well, actually, mansplaining. Jasper, conduit of fluffy pride. Hell yeah! Jay Logan, conduit of queerness itself. Happy pride! Jayish wizard, the wizard of Jay. Jealous goddess. Jess. John Carey, but not that one. John Potts. Johnny's number three fan. Obviously, Leon and myself are one and two. Oh. John Barnett, conduit of always trying to catch up, but never quite. <laughs> never quite making it, I assume. Joseph Tombrello. Josie, conduit of the dragon hatched next door. Juman Jack. Julian Phillips, conduit of Kaizen. Just a jester. Justin, conduit of pain you cause only makes me stronger, Austin. <laughs> Jorgen knows how to pronounce... Edderkop in Norwegian. I was still right about it being a Hobbit thing. Uh-huh. Check the tapes. I supported you. I'm not <laughs> I'm not getting owned on this one. You're always getting owned on everyone. Caster UK. Kate, conduit of semi-regular regret. Right there with you, buddy. Kiefer Lowe. 
Keith, Conduit of Prozac. Oh my God, same. Kaladri, She Who Dreams of the Fiery Queer Revolution. Ooh. Keller Automat. Ken, Conduit of Finally Writing This Goddamn PhD Dissertation. Ken Toweroy. Kenteroy? Kevin Dobbins. Kidney, a beholder in a snazzy hat. Spoiler for a season six character. Killer Cotton Shizno. Kaniko fan. Kitty Foe. Not Thing. Kodiak and Luke Albuquerque, conduit of good, good belly rubs. Christina, conduit of gay trans lepidopterans and bozogs at pride. Kicks and flaps for everyone. Hell yeah. Criterion, conduit of Caleb is my boy. Kyle Basvik. Kyle, president of the Drop Goodwood fan club. Lana Seawolf, Lady of Bones. Lauren's Duckling. Lauren Cates, conduit of a moist, fleshy, pulsating Maxwell Slug Bozog. You got to say all the words you like. Okay, hold on. Low-key, low-key, tattooing no regrets. Is Moose a cactus? (laughs) (laughs) That would be quite a plot twist if Moose was a cactus. It would be a real bamboozle. Ludovico Limited. Luke Powers. Luther the Villain, conduit of insolence. Mmm, Joe. The Cult of Gorfanax. Master Rank Dreams of Electric Sheep. Matt Collier. Matt Lackett is grateful for Dice Funk and New Century. Two excellent podcasts. <laughs> I like how even when we know what they're trying to say, we cut it off dramatically. I think it's uh, good for the jokes. Matthew B. Hare. Matthew Schultz. Maximum Sideboob 4, son of Sideboob. <laughs> Chris, is that you? The set does sound like Chris. Uh-huh. Imagine Conduit binging 20 episodes to catch up with the finale. It would shorten the amount of time you're in agony from all the sadness. Oh, that's true. Melbent. Melissa, Conduit of Loving Joel. Melissa Nielsen. Mel Tyke, Ponduit. Ponduit. You want to just start the credits over? <laughs> no, I'm I'm on I'm, I'm on fire, bitch. Mel Tyke, Ponduit of Bad Jokes. Michael Groman. Groman? Nobody knows. Michael Hall. It's Michael Hall. <laughs> Michael Minkler. Conduit of Fisher Fitz Fritch. Fisher? Fisher? I think it's Michelle Minkler. Oh, that makes sense. Michelle. Michelle. Michelle Minkler. Conduit of Fisher Fritz Fished Fish. Fish. Midlife right. Stasis. Mike Draws. Miko from Finland. Miles and Rose. Conduits of Yin and Yang. Modified Matthew. Morgan Rapp. Mr. Willie, Phoenix Steven, Lesbian Seagull, Pooh Bear Shaker. My personal favorite patron. <laughs> <laughs> he tricked me. My personal favorite patron, Matt Luce. <laughs> patron. Patron. I'm sorry. My Valentina's postmodern artist, Cy Twombly. Namita Aneskins, conduit of failure itself. Nathaniel Homan. Nicholas Dominic. Nicole Woodruff. Nina Person. Oi, Austin, when I eat that ash, I use a fork and knife. Paille Robjerk, or is it Palais? I, mm-hmm. You're Paille now. <laughs> we're not renaming people, we're just American. Pangolin is shook. Paul Mullen. Pineapple. Pixel Fool. Please call me Ashley. Yes, just Ashley. Pocket Sundial. Preston Bowers. 
Professor has been fizzling. Philosophy, yeah. Philosophy, goddamn. <laughs> Professor has been fizzling. Philosophy of hallucination department at Shardpoint. If you listen closely, you can literally hear us getting stupider. <laughs> As we, we lose our literal yeah. ability to read in the middle of the show. Pruitt Holcomb. Puck, conduit of large ambitions, but poor follow through. Puck, how did you get in my brain? Random conduit of would you like a hug? I feel like we need one now. I do. Resume Azura. Robert Dakin. R- Robert E. Calf Baker definitely forgot to change his username last month. Reminder, uh, we, we try to record after the 5th. On the 5th is usually when the Patreon stuff updates, so. Rowlet uses roundness. It's super effective. It is effective on me. Yes. Ryan Power. S. Kearney. Hedgehog. Wait, they got me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. S. Kearney, Hodgehag Space Warlock. Mm-hmm. That's another one. We start calling them Hodgehags. I like Horcheg best. Salad Child. Sam Stanowitz. Sean Lyons Burke. Sean, the host of Funked Up Plays. Simmons, Conduit of Harder Slatty. <laughs> Shane Sedgwick. Shard Point is Bees. Bzzz. Shane Ware, check out Embalmed Apple to support a new creator. You have to listen to the credits with like a notepad so you can just take notes of everything everyone's recommending in here. Shocking Link, Eater of the Concept of Concepts. Sin Milk Todd. Tom. Sorry, I got it. That's my porn name. Sin Sin Milk Milk Tom. Tom. (laughs) (laughs) No explanation needed. Sir Octopus, Conduit of Chivalrous Cephalopods. Socialism is party cohesion and Soviet power. Space Ogre is Star Shrek. How did we go 38 episodes and not make that joke? What's wrong with me? We fucked up. Squid Caps, a conduit of titty-loving gremlins. That's just you. Oh. Well, I'm very vain, so I love other titties in my own. Wow. <laughs> Starlight Glimmer did nothing wrong. Did did she, though? I have no idea. I think it's a My Little Pony thing. Stefan Lund, the greatest stain, conduit of the great stain. <laughs> I don't know where that accent came from, but I was really into it. I just felt like rolling my R. Sternad, conduit of consonants. Sure are, buddy. Sydney Marsing. Cyretha says, everyone should watch Tuca and Birdie on Netflix. See? It's nothing but recommendations. This is this is the replacement for word funk. <laughs> <laughs> Tales of Inquiry. Tara, conduit of terrible pun. Fuck. I love it. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. The murderous penguin who secretly lives in your sock drawer. The Possum Kingdom Liberation Insurgency. The Precursor. That sounds like a horror movie. It is. It has oh, to be. it is? No, I have no idea, but one assumes. Oh, the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Marietta, Georgia. Tim Lutton. Toby Gleasonstack. Toshirakuru, conduit of knowing better than to question Lauren. <laughs> Finally, somebody. <laughs> Lauren's been looking her whole life for you. Toshirakuru, somebody who just... Validate me! <laughs> exactly. Shut up and listen. Trace Marsing. Transient passerby. Trevor S., it's my 21st birthday. Can I get a yeet? Yeah! Yeah, yeet? Yeah, yeet. Yeah, happy birthday. Get drunk. Or not, it's up to you. Unless you take medication or you don't like alcohol and then eat a lot of cake or whatever it is you like to do. Just do crack like a normal person. Whoa. Shyness. Vigar <laughs> Arnston. Victoria Molita, conduit of quietness. Victoria Valentine. Vinny, conduit of eating too many edibles. We've both been there. 
Busy huggles. Keep up the great work, y'all. Vulture King Mike. Conduit of putrescent rotten flesh. Oh, I'm glad you got that one. Renshi, now that introductions are done, how are you? I'm going to be honest with you, Renshi, it's been quite an ordeal recording this one for some reason. I'm having a great time. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Zephosaurus. Yeah. Z23619. Zoltar the Viking Death Metal Caterpillar, Conduit of Retribution. I want to meet this caterpillar. Caterpillar. I forgot to say caterpillar for a second. <laughs> it happens. Zun and you. Thanks for playing. And we did it. That's June 2019 for the show. The people who make it, you're probably asking, how can I support them? Well, it's simple. There's patreon.com slash lawyerkbuzz. That's where she is. She's back on Patreon. She left the site that we will no longer name to support them. I don't know <laughs> if that's reasonable I'm sure or not. it's fine, but she's not there, so do we care? Yeah, no. it's not in our interest anymore to even say their name. It's patreon.com slash laurakbuzz now. She's doing live streams. She's doing articles. She's doing podcasts. Or, you know, you don't have to even, you don't have to look or listen to any of it if you just want to give her money. That's fine, too. Honestly, no one's checking. There's not Patreon cops. Yeah, like... Just give her money. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm at patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky. You know what it is. Patreon.com slash of horse. That's uh, Conrad's project. Weekly manga recap is the name of Chris's. He recaps manga monthly. Patreon.com slash weekly manga recap. Sketch is bandcamp.sketch.com. Sketch slash slish. underscore sketch.bandcamp slash. Camped up and yeah. Plus dot. minus sketch. I'm here sometimes. Uh-huh. I don't do anything, but you can just send me money if you want to. Yeah, the description of this episode has the link, paypal.me slash rargalicious. Oh, that's very thoughtful of you. It's been in there for a while. You didn't notice. I did, and I just keep forgetting to tell you I appreciate it, because I'm... You bamboozled me. Yeah, I notice things. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, iTunes is going away, so who gives a shit about iTunes anymore? It is. Google Play, you gotta keep up on the tech news lauren this is our tech podcast yeah itunes is getting fucking owned uh there's cats and we gotta talk about conrad's cats because somebody (laughs) was very upset about it you can't download our podcast on cats uh google play podbean youtube uh there's a lot of places you can rate and comment and share you dial the belly like a phone and then the cat plays the podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Does, do cat bellies really need like a spokesperson i feel like they're pretty universally enjoyed well i think a lot of people are afraid of being attacked but you just gotta go for it anyway lauren says literally covered head to toe in scars where's it